everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, the Digimon Rewatch Experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Mina. And I'm Tom. And today we are here with episodes 34 and 35 of Digimon Data Saver Squad. I like that we've just made Digimon Data Saver Squad like the name we're calling it. Like it went from meme to just like this is this is how we address this show in all forms now. Yeah, what are you talking I about? Saw... This is, that's the name of the show. The, oh, you're right. My bad. We need, yeah, we need to update Wikipedia because it's yeah. showing a, a different name. You're right. You're right. I still like savers, but I'll play along. <laughs> it's what's the data saver squad they're the data squad who is saving the data savers i don't i don't know what the fuck you're talking about let's neither just do I, neither do i you think i know what i'm talking about yeah i, I get it don't Thank worry you. i get it absolutely well, if, I'm you, if you don't know what you're talking about and i don't know what i'm talking about then who's flying this plane tom is apparently because he knows what <laughs> i am talking about who's flying this podcast <laughs> Who's flying it straight into a brick wall? Straight um, into uh No, it's no, been zero no. days. I didn't Don't say do it, it, so it doesn't count. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Alright, let's let's uh yeah, we're 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 a Digimon podcast. We're gonna be covering Digimon Savers as uh, what did we watch this week? Thirty four and thirty five? yeah, Oops. I said that. That 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 happened. Yeah, but then you made a reference and then I decided okay. to get back but, on track but before <laughs> we have that we have a few things tom would you like to start with your thing because i get this is now a, a occasional segment oh yeah um i guess so yeah uh, i i have been card pilled i have become um i don't know what what are the memes like what what, what shall i be inserting card into well like i have the riz for cards is that <laughs> is that a thing no it's not a thing. you're sticking out Are your you... cardboard for the rizzler yeah we gotta we gotta call Great. this segment TCG Tom's Card Gorner. Gorner, okay, perfect. No, that's close. No, I don't like the word Gorner. That's that's <laughs> close to other things. Um, the yeah, okay. So I got a new card pack. Basically, I got paid the other day, so I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I'm in town anyway. Let's go to the card shop and buy some cards. So, uh, and yes, we have an actual, I have an actual card shop that I can go to, which is cool. That um, is very cool. Yeah, I could go there to learn the game if I wanted to. I'm not quite ready to say that step just yet, but you know, hey, what's what's a what's a booster pack every once in a while? Um, as a treat, so, as a treat, as a treat. So this time I got a Resurgence Booster. Uh, that that's the set that this is from, which I didn't yep. recognize. Um, now in in the shop they had three um, packs available, or like three you know packs from three different sets available. Yeah. Uh, one of them was uh, the Blaze, whatever it's called, which I've got, which I've had before. Uh, so I don't really want to, you know, get it again. Get you know potential for repeats. Obviously, it's high. Um, but then they had this one. They also had an EX one called like Primal something or other. Animal Coliseum. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So but I saw this and it has it has Serious Mon on the front. So I was like, Yeah. Ow, so the ow, the ow. Resurgence Booster was the first reprint set in the card game. Um, it Ooh. reprints cards from the very first set all the way through the fifth set, and there are 30 original cards from Ghost Game that you can only get in this set as well. Um, because it's a special reprint set, every single card is foil, and every single card above rare is textured, which is usually reserved only for secret rares and alt arts. Ooh. So let's let's hope you get some cool stuff. Okay, right. I'm going to open this, this, uh, this bad person. Uh, <laughs> Crinkle that plastic. Can you hear that? Does that come through? No, but know. I'll hear. We'll hear it when when we record I, it. I can see the waveforms. So yeah, that, if you can see the waveforms, then you're good. That's something. Okay, so I've got Labramon, 
Uh, yeah. I wonder if that's survive art? I can't tell. It might be. I'm not sure. Uh, Shademon, which is the wacky one with all the eyes. Oh, yeah. Shademon. Everyone loves Shademon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, uh, yeah, by the way, these are very shiny cards. I'm glad I went for this. It was it was a little, little dearer in terms of cost. A little more expensive, but there mm-hmm. we go. Uh, Greymon, that's a cool one. I like that. Oh, is it? Is it the, is it the ST1 Greymon? Uh, ST1, yeah. Yeah, okay, that that is one of the best cards you can get in the set. I know nice. it looks really boring, but it's inheritable, is incredibly good in any Greymon deck. It's still used very widely to this day. Right, interesting. Okay, I've got the OP busted card, it turns out. Um, Upamon, which I think yeah. is... Upamon, that becomes Hawkmon, right? Or No, that is, is uh, Armadillomon. Arm- yeah, Armadillomon, that's, that's the one, yeah. Okay, Fake cool. Zero Two fan. Fake Zero that Two used fan. to be... The best blue egg in the game as well. Nice. Uh, oh, it's a yellow one. For okay, breath. well, that's not... That, yeah. I, don't, I don't care about that one, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should say the colors, then. Yeah, I've got Demi Maramon, who is cool. That's a blue... That, that one uh, is still probably one. the best purple egg in the game. Yeah, nice. Excellent. Demi Vimon, blue one. Yeah. Beautiful. Cool. Lots of babbies. I like this. Uh, Lamortmon. So Ooh. Here's, your, here's your ghost game. My mm. dude. Yes, Lamortmon. Um, Gurimon, who is the like pre-evolved form of a Gammon. Yeah, little, oh, okay. little, little baby Triceratops. Uh, speaking of, we've got Poyoyomon, which is Jellymon's previous form. I always forget what they're called. Baby, in, tra- uh, in training, slash baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah tra- it says on the card. I should just read the card. There we go. Um, <laughs> Cupimon. Who I've never seen before, but that's, that's is, cool is that picture. a baby? That sounds like a baby. It's an in training, yeah, okay. yeah. It's it's got it's it's Cupimon, and then there's another the, there's whatever becomes Cupimon also. Cupimon, Cupimon is uh, um, Lusamon's baby form. Oh, Satan okay. baby, Satan baby, Satan baby, mini angel. We're okay, calling I, Satan babies. I've just seen what the last <laughs> card I've got is, and I'm very excited. Okay, oh yeah, uh, uh, Pulsemon. Is uh, next here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. That's your Fitbit. That's your Digimon. What, what, what are those things called? Vital like bracelet. Vital bracelet. Yeah. yeah, that's your vital bracelet mascot. And then finally, <gasps> Omnimom. Oh, is it the B- oh. the BT five one? Yes. Yes, that is, that is one of still one of the strongest level sevens in the game because nice. it wins games. You so oh, yeah. like. What makes it so good is that any deck that goes hard and goes fast um, needs to be able to make <laughs> as many checks in one turn as possible to win um, before the opponent can can move. So a lot of decks like Blue Flare, Red Hybrid, um, Gamma Mon, um, Night Fang slash uh, Light Claw, all of these use um, Omnimon as a finisher. So when you've done all of your attacks, when the opponent thinks your turn's over, you slap down Omnimon and make one last swing for a game because it has Blitz, and Blitz means it can attack immediately upon Digivolving before the opponent can start their turn. Nice. That's Tom, I guess you have to make it you, good. You're getting, is that like an SR or is that like a rare? SR, yeah. It's, it's, oh. it's, an, it's an SR, yeah, and it's one that still actually commands a pretty decent price tag. That card was $20 when it first came out, and I think that it's still like $8 or something. It's, it's a pretty good hit. Oh, yes, I'm cashing you in. Got, you, 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 have to, <laughs> you have to join in now. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess I do, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I presume that Omnimon deck might be, might be a good 
anti-Diaporamon one. <laughs> so, I don't know. Or like, um, I don't know. It would make sense if Omnimon was good against Diaporamon, right? Yeah, so, the, the very first Omnimon ever made um, was really good against Diaporamon. I'm just going to, I'm just going to copy paste it into the into the okay. chat yes um so keep in mind diaboromon's main playstyle has always been it spawns a bunch of tokens that are also called diaboromon with that in mind look at this omniwan's effect and tell me if you think it'd be good against it um i don't know i'm just gonna put it on my other screen let me let, yeah let me let me take a click at this choose one of okay so when attacking you can once wait which one am i looking at which which the one when, is the, the when digivolving effect okay yeah okay, okay when, that seems busted that's crap when, when digivolving choose one of your opponent's digimon delete all of your opponent's digimon that share a name with it yep that's that is that is a very purpose built <laughs> it, it, it is hyper targeted at anyone apps <laughs> or at Boromon. junk against everything else <laughs> really really good in that one instant yeah actual this, bullying and i appreciate that Nice, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's what Diabolmon deserves. Love him, but, you know, that's that's what you get. Um, if we let him put four clocks at the end in the battle area, then we all die, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to get newt, uh, and also, you know, just stop DDoSing the internet, please. <laughs> it's, it's not nice. It's not, it's not nice. That's okay. those are some pretty sick uh, polls, Tom. That, yeah, those I feel, are some some good polls. I feel like I've, I feel like I'm playing like a gacha game, and I just like paid to like roll the good banner or whatever. <laughs> but like, um, it was literally only like it was like a pound or fifty p more, so whatever. But they might yeah, have just honestly, also gone up the is... value, so they might have just raised the prices. So it might I might not actually be I, I might not have actually paid any more than I would have paid for for a normal booster deck. But yeah, that's. Uh, uh, booster deck, booster pack. Sorry, um, but but yeah, that's uh, I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> As you the, should be. Those are those are some darn darn good pulls. Like S so in resurgence booster, the SR rate is a bit lower than usual because there's so many pack like different cards available in it. So hitting an SR on your first one, yeah, you beat the odds. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I feel like the first pack I got was a bit of a. Um, it was fine, you know. It's my first one. It was it was all right. Um, the second one I got I was very happy with because of the Thomas and Garmon <laughs> combination. Um, did you wait? Wait, did you separate them? I mean, I think they're together. I think they're okay, like, good. Okay, yeah, you, you can't separate them. Remember what we said. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, even yeah, Thomas and Garmon are inseparable as as we know from this episode <laughs> that we're going to talk about today. Um, and uh, yeah, and then and then obviously this has been pretty good. So cool. Also, um, uh, speaking of decks, uh, Mina, that Terriermon like super deck is coming out next month, right here. Yes, on on March, uh, the first Friday of March, which is March first. <laughs> so yeah, I might have to pick that up if I have the extra money, just so that way I have a, a dang deck. Uh, you would, yeah, I think you would appreciate it. It's um, it's going to be a contender. Uh, once you have um, support from BT16 for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, as long as it's playable outside of the box, because I bought that uh, that Gilmon or that Gallimon deck or whatever, and uh, like I was surprised to find out, oh, that has like no Tamer cards. Yeah, like, well, yeah. It's just I mean, missing it's, a ton. It that that deck is also like three years old. So. No, yeah, but it's just like, hey, if it's if it's something that like I could just use out of the box, then I would then I appreciate that inherently. Yeah. But okay, well, Tom, yeah. they, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, well, yeah, I'm happy with those. But yeah, I think we've got some some news. Do we have some we've news? We've got news. We've got news. So we have recently learned what Digimon Liberator is sort of going to be. 
in terms of like the the manga it is. So from what I understand, uh, I'll just say like what I've seen from tweets and then sort of go deeper into it. So people are saying it's basically just like Yu-Gi-Oh brains, but Digimon. Yeah, which pretty is, much. Which is uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mina, but it's basically like they get to go into a virtual world to play card games. Yeah, and what I think is really funny is they've um, <laughs> they whoever wrote the press release for for this seems to have a very astute understanding of the archetypes of different card game players because it it says that the the premise of the the series is the main character is the guy in the green hoodie um, who uses um, like you know the his his deck that's definitely going to be Parrotmon themed in the end um, and. He's invited to play the online uh, Digimon card game by his friend, who's the, you know, uh, Schumann's Tamer. Um, but he's discouraged at first because he's the type of player who gives up as soon as things start stop going his way. He's so real for that. That's me. So, so the... the <laughs> yes. A, a, you, apparently... You see, you see why I haven't actually learned how to play the game yet? That's why. <laughs> so... So apparently, the early um, arc of the show, of the the, the webcomic is going to be about him learning to to not give up and to appreciate um, the the pacing of the card game, which is very like you know marketing uh, brain. But it, I think it's it's good because it's a good way of teaching people. No, don't worry. This isn't like Yu Gi Oh. You can't just solitaire. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. that's that's pretty nice. Of just like. Okay, this character is a giant baby at first, but don't worry, he will get good. Yeah. Like, both, like, in terms of personality and at the game. Attention, giant babies. We, uh, <laughs> we are here to reassure you that uh, this game is also for giant babies. <laughs> giant babies can have fun with our game. I love, I love being a giant baby, and I love having fun with card games. Yes, well, yes. I, can, I, I love being a giant baby. Uh, the card game part we're, we're yet to yet to be determined. I think I haven't I haven't quite. <laughs> and we have this cool like sick key art of uh, Imperial Ultramon uh, Fighter Mode Black attacking the main characters, and like there's a bunch of stuff in the background. I'm gonna link this in our uh, in our little uh, chat. Yeah, it's so good. Cool. We see a bunch of characters. So there's like a like a robot girl standing at the bottom. It looks like or a robot something. A robot them. There's like a an imperial. Oh, there's an imperial Jamal oh, dragon yeah. mode in the air. There's something blowing up. This is pretty sick. I I love that imperial Jamal has two evil versions. It's got imperial Jamal black and imperial Jamal virus. Those are distinct Digimon. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. That that is <laughs> why they have to make him so evil. Maybe did they make? Okay, is imperial is imperial Jamal virus uh, black? Does he have a black color it, skin? It's it's like purplish. Okay, that's probably... the one from Try, right? Yeah, I'm guessing they made it and said, "Actually, no, this isn't cool enough. <laughs> we need to, we need to try again." <laughs> and then Imperial, Imperial Jamon Black, and that, we have uh, some yeah. some characters, uh, some character key art. We have Zenith, which I, I I'm hoping My is a screen name. Yes. If not, that's a pretty cool. That's a pretty sick name. Uh, this dude uh, is he? You know, etc. The villain. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of looking at him like I think he might be the villain. No, that's not what I meant. I'm, I know that's not what you meant, but I'm like. But he he would seem like a pretty good. If, I'm not if picking you want up a villain, thing, I'm not picking up what you're putting down when Tom, I look at him. Tom, guess what? Guess what this guy's name is? Uh, Shadow. Owen Dreadnought. Okay, this dude is like 
he he looks like Shadow the Hedgehog made into a, like it, uh, like I don't know what's the opposite of a first owner because like it looks a like human sona human sona like just yeah. a sona a kin yeah. I don't know. <laughs> human sooner of Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> that's, that's what this dude looks like. So. I mean, you're not wrong. I just, no. I, I saw this and it was like right before the show and I was saying to Mina, Owen Dreadnought is the best character name imaginable. <laughs> it's Owen. it's, a, it's very good, Owen. yeah. It's like Dreadnought and it, it's like he called him like Craig Edgelord or something like what? what what's <laughs> Craig Decimator. Yeah. <laughs> My name is John Killer. I guess I guess it's like it's kinda like Gundam Tanaka from Danganronpa, or it's like incredibly normal first name, um, incredibly esoteric family name or last name. Is Gundam the esoteric one part of yeah. that? Yeah, yeah okay. T- t- Tanaka is like it's one of the most common Japanese. Okay, names I was of gonna time. say, I, I was okay. like I knew some people like in middle school and high school with the last name Tanaka. I was like, I don't no. think that's as esoteric. No, it would be it would be like uh, it would be like naming your kid Megatron Jones. Yes, that's such a good li- literally because Gundam. So yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Megatron Jones. Well, that's uh, that's my child's name. Thank you. You, you, just, <laughs> I think you, just, I, you just picked it right there. When when you have that conversation, uh, we have to record that for the podcast. Like when you get that conversation to like approve it. <laughs> <laughs> my last name isn't even Jones, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. But like, yeah, <laughs> be like, we're gonna okay. change our last name to Jones, honey. So that and, way he can be Megatron Jones. And then <laughs> the door slams in my face. And <laughs> All you're left with is your, your BT5 Omnimon. Yeah, I know, right? Don't know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, other news. We have Shout Factory has announced the Adventure Zero 2, the beginning home video license for North America and Canada. Um, so these are, uh, physical and digital sell-through rights, so, like, Blu-ray, DVD digital, uh, it, we just have 2024 right now, so. Well, I'm gonna look forward to watching that film, uh, when I'm 50. Uh, I'll, we'll, <laughs> I'll stream it for you. right now, so, you know, I've got ways to I'll, go. I'll stream it, we'll stream it for you, I mean, assuming, uh. No, I mean, if I really wanted to watch it that badly, I can, I'll, I, you know, once it lands on home video, quote unquote, or whatever, then, yeah, one, then, then one, thing I'm, one thing I'm really excited about is the prospect of being able to watch, um, the original movie, um, without narration. Because <laughs> I was... I was showing friends the like our war game recently, um, and I showed them the the sub and the dub just for comparison's sake. And like the dub, like it's obviously it's so iconic and I love it. It's it's great. Um, there is so much fucking narration though. Kari, <laughs> like, you do not need to talk so much. Yeah, like there, the, it does not allow any nuance or ambiguity. Um, so just a version of that movie that has the amazing iconic English voice performances and the clever writing and you know the the funny jokes. But none of the narration is instantly a huge upgrade in my yeah. in my books. Like at this point, I'm just waiting to show like some of my friends like our war game. Like once like that version is out, which we still have no idea of. But hey, at least we're getting something uh, announced for the beginning because, despite like some of my issues at the beginning, I still liked it and I'm looking forward to talking about it on the podcast with y'all whenever we can. Yeah, it just sucks that so much Digimon media is in limbo right now. Like, the Digimon movies are in limbo, uh, you know, the beginning is in limbo. Zero Two, Seven yeah. Dub release. 
It, yeah, it's just a bummer. I wish that there was more. Um, I understand that rights are a really hard thing to work out. I just wish there was a bit more communication. Like the, the fact that Canada didn't know we weren't getting the beginning until it was already out in America sucks. That's why Canada not getting it. And like when like other places you wouldn't really as expect, which I'm glad the other places got it. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, I'm not. Why weird. should they get to be happy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm like, huh, like, why don't, like, the UK and Canada get this when it's, like, Spain, Singapore, like... Australia? Australia. It's not even a Commonwealth thing. They That's not even a real country. <laughs> How do I'm you import a movie that. to my, a my real co- country? The, my co-author is from Australia, I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> well, I mean, I can, my apologies to your co-author. <laughs> I'm sure they are a very lovely and real person, but their country isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so just as a little addendum to that point uh, about movies and so on I, there was, I don't think we brought it up on the podcast Discotech did their first like you know release rundown of the year uh, recently and they uh, with all their new announcements and such uh, their big one for that one was that Berserk the old Berserk anime is getting re-released which is pretty cool which uh, is but, very cool Yeah, please Discotech stop releasing stuff I want when there's no way for me to get it <laughs> Um, on the Digimon side of things, they did. They basically just add a note in there to say, "We have no news right now, but we know, we get it. We know, you know? we yeah. know you're hounding for this. There we is know, no news. We we know what you want, and that's why. I mean, at least in the case of there is no news, which was the bayonetta thing. There was like, um, you know, it's nice that they've said something. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's nice yeah, that they're yeah. like they're they're not ignoring the elephant in the room. They're going like, look. We know the elephant's there. He's not ready yet. <laughs> He's not ready to come out yet. So. Because it, it, that kind of was what it was, is they had the, the screening at uh, Oticon, I think. Yeah. And then then they were like, okay, tw- and before, like, end of 2023, we're getting this out. And then, like, nothing. So, like, at least yeah. we still know, like, this is happening, but... Yeah, someone, someone stupid somewhere, uh, one of the rights holders, because it, it, like, I don't mean to demean people, and the fact that I'm not like putting in, I don't have a name to work with here, or even a company to work with here, means that I can generalize like this. So I'm just going to do it. <laughs> um, someone stupid, or someone, someone, perhaps well-meaning, decided to do a stupid thing, um, and that's that's always why these things get held up. Like someone will be like, oh, hang on, we need to do X, Y, Z, or whatever, you know. They can produce it just fine, but when it comes to actually releasing it, they're probably... I'm guessing someone's like, we would like this amount of money and, uh, you know, all that box. Discotech, Tommy Tellerico the... bargaining techniques. <laughs> Tommy, Tell- Tommy Tellerico is actually... He actually just showed up and was like, I, I, actually, <laughs> I wrote uh, I, I wrote Bolero, so I'm going to need... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need a cut. Thank you very much. Um, I worked side by side, hand in hand with Jeff Nimoy for five years to make the Digimon movie. <laughs> I wrote all the jokes. They were all mine. They were all mine. I don't know why. I don't know why I like Tommy Tallarico for me. Hey, I'm just like. Hame Saban is very proud of me. There's like a weird, like, Trumpish impression that's coming out of me for some reason. But when I start to think, how does Tommy Tallarico speak? I think so, it's because I worked, his, his I was actual the first voice. American to work on Sonic, folks. Oh, I think it's because his, his actual voice is it, it's too like surfer bro like it, it feels yeah. like you're making fun of him even though you're just doing an accurate impression if I tried we to love my ax- work on Sonic and the Black Knight don't we folks the oh, people love bro. it no god I forget did I ever, have I ever told you uh, too about how um I 
I, I am with my current girlfriend, thanks in part to Tommy Tallarico being a sucky asshole. Huh? It's a great thing to bond over, if that's if that's what, what happened. But <laughs> you can't de- just um, say this. More you details, to... please. Okay, yeah. so so back in back in um March of twenty fifteen, um I had bought tickets to Video Games Live thinking it was um the so okay, so here's here's a, a bit of reference. When I was younger, when I was younger, I had this um CD from the London Philharmonic Orchestra called um The Greatest Video Game Music. And it was like a bunch of video game tracks performed by the London Philharmonic, and it was oh, great. That's the one with the like battlefield type cover, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's, the, that's guy, the exact this, one. This is the yeah. soldier with the violin. <laughs> that's on fire. So I <laughs> I loved that CD when I was younger. Uh, I used to listen to it like all the time. Um and a a well-meaning relative for uh, my birthday, which was in, you know in January that year, got me tickets to Video Games Live, thinking that it was that. Um, it is not that. It is Tommy Tallarico's ego show, um, where he mimes playing a guitar in front of an orchestra <laughs> of underpaid volunteers. Um, so it, I was super disappointed when I found out that it wasn't in fact the London Philharmonic Orchestra visiting Toronto, and it was in fact a fucking asshole who claims to have written the music for Earthworm Jim. Um, you know, <laughs> what a claim doing, you know, doing uh, shitty um, air guitar in front of a screen showing Google Images uh, slideshows. Um, so during the, the 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 intermission, I went and I got shit faced <laughs> um, at the 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 bar they had there. Um, and while I was shit-faced, I messaged this girl I liked and said, Hey, <laughs> I think I like you. Do you want to go out? Aww. Um, and, and she said yes. And that is how I, I started um, dating my, my wife. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy Talarico. You have done one good thing. Like, I'm sure it would <laughs> like, you know, have happened eventually regardless. But him, him sucking at music... Um, sped up the process, and if anyone anyone knows, you know the, the <laughs> lesbian courtship process is is sometimes agonizingly slow. Yeah. So, um, thank you, uh, Thomas the Tallarico Engine, for um sucking so much that it uh, made me confess to someone. The like I said, the one good thing he's done in his life. <laughs> yeah, because we because we know we didn't make Earthworm Jim now. Folks, we love the Earthworm Jim OST. Also, awesome. I did it all by myself. Also, let's be real. Earthworm Jim sucks ass. So, like, it, I never think, I never think to do with it. So, like, it, I am, I'm I am really never happy the look for that. That um, it's out of the hands of everyone who made it before, though. Like the, the <laughs> company that owns the rights to it now openly gave the middle finger to Tommy Tallarico and Doug Tennaple in the announcement that they're making a new Earthworm Jim remake or like reboot or whatever. Because huh. Doug Doug Tennaple is like infamously yeah. super transphobic. So they did a, they did they did a Q and A to announce the new Earthworm Jim uh, game, and during that Q and A, someone asked if if Jim supports trans rights, and they said, "Of course he does. Jim loves all LGBT people, regardless of what previous over, evil overlords might have said." <laughs> oh, that's let's good. go. Like if trans that was just, rights. If that was just like a boilerplate response, like what you know, okay, fine, whatever. But like, yeah, the fact that they're like, and we're saying this specifically because this guy is a dickhead. Then yeah. that's that that's uh, well, and that they also support it, I guess. Um, that's cool. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll have to I'll have to actually reread um the the you know the the Q and A slash press release to to remember exactly how they they gave the middle finger to Tommy Tallarico. But I remember people saying, 
oh my god, like they they you know they they said fuck you to Tommy as well before it was like well known that he was a, a plagiarist. <laughs> like yeah, he was. People knew he was an asshole at this point because of the the uh, um, television amico stuff, but they didn't know the the extent of his of his evil. <laughs> well, that they've missed out because they could have got the guy who worked on Metro Prime with Miyamoto uh, to to, <laughs> to work on their game. But no, well, they're gonna they're gonna miss out on talent now. So you know, yeah, hand awful, hand in hand for five years with Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we we should I'm talk a about close some personal friend of Mr. Miyamoto. Oh, no. He signed all my copies of Super Mario Brothers. <sighs> I still we can't love believe Miyamoto here. I know yeah. we should. We need to get to the fucking show, but I still can't believe that Tommy Tallarico lied about the Dalai Lama being a fan of his music. Like, oh yeah, the fucking like <laughs> Tibetan monk. This is this is is, the... is a fan of your fucking children's video game music. Sure. I, I feel like growing up, everyone had that one person they knew, perhaps as a friend, perhaps as just like a, a, a school friend or whatever. Uh, who just lied their ass off constantly yep. about the it's, it's, most it's, trivial it's shit. Logic, yeah. That guy is... Yeah. That's... that's Yeah. That guy has a mother who is very proud of him. <laughs> Does he, though? Does he even? <laughs> we don't know. I mean, that's what yeah. he says. Yeah, yeah to believe we... otherwise. <laughs> Did he just, like, appear one day out of nowhere? Like, is he... Is, is it... Yeah. He was, I, I, he was spawned it. from the ichor like a demon. <laughs> he was birthed from the loom by... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, hate both of those. Uh, let's talk about episode 34. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alright, it's, it's Digimon time. It's, it's us, fighting time. Day, save, yeah, it's fighting time! And you have to do... do, do, do. I already forgot the lyrics, so, uh, though. I, I, I can't wait to show you. Oh, because, like, the, the, OP, yeah. the second Japanese OP started um, with last the last batch of episodes <gasps> we covered, but Ooh. it's got kind of big spoilers for where the show goes post this arc. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I've been waiting for that to happen. I would have. I thought they. I thought those folks would have showed up by now. So I'm surprised. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I've, I've watched the OP a lot because the song whips ass, and you know it does. It, it's so it's included good. in all the like Digimon OP compilations on YouTube. So um, yeah. I've watched that years ago, and I know exactly where this is going. I just don't know how it's going to get there. Uh, yeah, same and, here. And I'm absolutely loving all the Karada hijinks in the meantime, of which episode 34. The Norstein family secret has plenty of. So let's uh, talk about that. It's a Tom um, episode. It's a Tom episode. Toma or Thomas or whatever you want to call him. Uh, you might want to call him several rude things after this episode because, yes, he's uh, it's not a good one for Thomas. This was directed by Toshinori Fukuzawa and it was written by Michiko Yo... Oh, Okay. <clears throat> Michiko Yokote. I'm going to go with that. That um, sounds right. I'm going to say that's how that is pronounced. Yep. Just quick. Save me, Sloan. Save me in editing. Sloan, save me. Uh, <laughs> family secret. I'm just going to quickly bring up the page on this to make sure. Nope, there is still no plot summary written on the Digimon Wiki for these episodes. All right, cool. Whatever. Okay, so yeah, episode... we reached we reached the bad part where everything's just like uh, this article is a stub. You can help by expanding yeah. it. No, you should have already had it. This show is like eighteen years old. Fuck's sake. Okay, right, that's fine. This show is eighteen years old. This show can legally vote. So this episode picks up from where the last one left off, where Thomas had been picked up by some weird henchman in well, it's just some men in black. They say Thomas, you need to come with us. And they took him away in a helicopter. They, of course, worked for Thomas's father. We're getting back to the whole Thomas is a 
rich guy from overseas stuff. His his dad is named Franz, by the way, if you wanted Franz? a first name to call him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Franz uh-huh. Norstein. This this Gieshauer looking MF named Franz. Yeah, that so his dad is very like yeah, hench. Gieshauer is a great comparison. Yeah, he he definitely has SNK final boss vibes. And he is here to be the final boss of, of Thomas's continued existence in the Dats team, I guess. <laughs> so Thomas returns home and he he meets his sister, who is called Relena. Yeah. Yep. And she is in a wheelchair. She is suffering from some unknown condition of such, but it is a condition that they believe they are going to be close to fixing. You know, she's Thomas wants her to get better. Thomas's dad, Franz, seems like he wants it to get better, though Thomas has his doubts. He believes, you know, that his dad is using Elena and her condition to basically you know, be sort of a bit underhanded in terms of getting Thomas to stay home, leave Dats, and so on. The reason why Franz is keen for Thomas to leave Dats is because he is working with Karata. Karata is here, and Karata is saying he can cure Relena's condition. Which, of course, Gaumont suggests that Thomas should tell Karata to get lost, but Thomas is actually... Thomas does want to hear Karata out. He is actually in a position where... If Karata could save, you know, Relena, then, you know, that's something he wants to hear out. So he is kind of between a rock and a hard place. It's not exactly a choice being given to him in the utmost amount of freedom, let's say. But he is going to work with Karata after some consideration. Meanwhile, the rest of the cast are all in hiding. So you've got Martin Agamon, you've got his family, Sarah and Christy, you've got Mickey and Megumi. You've got Yoshi and Lalaman. And they're all in hiding. Marcus is a bit concerned that his mum and sister have come to see him. They're like, you're betting a criminal. You know, he doesn't want them involved, basically. But they do not give a single damn what he has to say. Uh, and they have brought food and they're all, they're all having a good time. So they're all a bit concerned about where Thomas has got to. Someone that joins their crew here in hiding is Bancho Leomon. I guess Bancho Leomon escaped to the real world as well as part of the whole events of the last arc and he is here to basically, he kind of just gives a message to Marcus which is basically hey, there's this thing in your digivice called burst mode do not use burst mode he's <laughs> basically letting him know about something and then immediately telling him not to use it. Great, don't, great. don't do this cool thing I'm telling you about. Great strategy. Uh, By the way, it's Bachelet so cool, but don't use it. But it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So after a bit, they, they hear some... They, they hear some Pixiemon nearby, and they're very much like, oh, sounds like they're in trouble. And sure enough, they show up on the scene just, just in time to watch Pixiemon get sniped by one of the Gizumon. So Marcus and... Uh, oh, Keenan is there as well. I, I didn't mention Keenan. Yeah, Keenan and, and Falcomon. So anyway, they they all get to fighting the Gizumon, Yoshi, Marcus, Keenan, and their Digimon. So they're fighting the Gizumon. And then who should show up but Thomas? He is not there to fight the Gizumon with them. He is there to fight them. He is going to, particularly, he's going to fight Marcus. So Shine Greymon and Mirage Galgamon are, you know, fighting one-on-one. Meanwhile, Thomas and Marcus are also fighting one-on-one. And Marcus, Marcus and Shangri-Mon are kind of on the back foot here. Marcus is, is obviously determined and he's very distraught by this revelation that Thomas has betrayed them, essentially, and has joined up with Karata. Thomas is stressing that, you know, 
this is all for no good. You know, all this fighting's achieved nothing. You know, they should just stop. Obviously Conflict not. stops nothing, Marcus. That's why I'm here to beat you up. Yeah, obviously not being very honest about why he's actually gone with Karata. Uh, although I'm sure he doesn't think that's any of Marcus's business. I'm sure that will get explored. Yeah, I, so. I should I should note here that to- like Thomas's reasoning is a bit different in the um in the sub because of something that uh, Karata says to him. Um, Karata basically like says uh, during their conversation that. Um, Marcus is like the weak link in Dats, and that if they had stayed, he he admits like, oh, if you if y'all had just stayed and protected uh, Eldradamon, my plan probably wouldn't have succeeded. Like he's holding you back super hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am going to is, fight the Dub Riders so much. Jeez. Yeah, which is which is why um, which is what Thomas says when he's fighting Marcus here is that Marcus Marcus's uh, you know charge forward without thinking attitude. Um, ha- has resulted in untold, you know, death and destruction, and that um, he has to stop him in order to make the perfect world where everyone can live in peace. So it's a bit strange that the dub changes it to we should just stop fighting because that basically kind of makes it sound like he's okay with genocide and that he should like you know well, let's let's stop fighting this this war you know we gotta we gotta we gotta um you know live in peace conflict doesn't doesn't solve anything but that doesn't really work with um the type of character that we've he's been presented as, and especially the conversation that he had with Karada. Yeah, okay, I, thank you for, for saying this, because I was going to have so many words. My my brain rationalized it as, oh, he's just not being honest about why he's doing this or whatever, but, like, yeah, okay, the dub writer's back at it again. Cool. Oh, awesome, awesome. So, as this fight continues, we get to the point where Marcus basically finally snaps. So, he is sick of Thomas and he's very obviously angry about his betrayal. What this does is it activates the burst mode thing that Evangelion talked about earlier. Now Marcus doesn't do this intentionally like but it does set it off and it sets it off in the wrong way. This is all corrupted burst mode and it is which is not... which is known in the promotional material as ruin mode. There we go. It's such which... a sick name. Hell yeah. I love Digimon. Ruin mode. So yeah Shangremon is now in ruin mode and it's not a good scene, and that's where the episode leaves leaves off. So, Mina, thank you for that context because I was literally just sitting there like, Thomas, what are you doing? Like, Galmon is right here, and you're like, you know what, Karada? Sure, I'll allow you to go ahead with genocide if it means my sister can be okay. Yeah, he's very easily manipulated in this episode, and 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 I think the dub uh, makes him look like an idiot. The dub doesn't, yeah, the dub makes it very, there's, it, it does clearly strips away some of the nuance uh, for the reason, as meaning it's the context for what the original conversation was. Um, yeah, you can tell immediately they've stripped away some of the nuance there. Yeah, while I was, again, while I was able to rationalise it by saying he's not being honest and he's not telling about, uh, you know, Belena, um, there's obviously stuff missing there that I just didn't know about. And cool. Yeah, and awesome. it's also important to note that in the Japanese, in the English version, the entire time Mirage, Mirage Galgamon's fighting uh, Shine Greymon, Mirage Galgamon's saying, I'm just following orders, which is like, hmm, very, very historically familiar phrase. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like so, it better in the in the sub. What he says instead is, um, I listen, I'll listen to my master no matter what I have to do. Which is less, I'm just following orders, and more, I trust this one guy so deeply that he, I, I know he's doing the right thing, no matter what he's ar- ordering me to say. Yeah, so it, 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 is it gay to trust your your master with whatever he says? 
Because to me, just following orders feels like, I know this is wrong, but like, you know, I've, I've been ordered to do this. Whereas okay. the, what he says in the sub is more like, I'm doing the right thing because this is what my master says the right thing is. The problem, right. the, pro- the problem is, I don't think it, I, okay, this isn't, I don't think this is just me and the way that my brain works. I think a lot of people, when they hear the, f- the phrase, I was just following orders... That's a Nazi thing. Immediately think <laughs> yeah. of the Nazis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you know, maybe don't use that turn of phrase. I mean, I'm not saying like, like it's weird. I'm not like suggesting anything about the writers or anything like that. You're just, not suggesting Galman is a Nazi. Just to be clear, or like, you know, that it uniformly paints them as like evil. I'm just saying it's awkward. Just don't do it. You yeah, know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very bad. Uh, I start thinking about that instead of thinking about the plot. So, oh, you know, cool it's, doggy! It's a distraction. <laughs> wow, cool doggy! The dog is a Nazi. <laughs> Everybody loves Galmon, the funny, sweet doggy whose nose is wet and soft like a real dog's. We regret to inform you that Galmon is now a Nazi. Thirty-five episodes later, we regret to inform you. Um, I, yeah, but it's always awkward. But um, I, I do think Galmon between these two episodes, it does come across like a bit of an idiot or like th- there is i think the good digimon partner relationships that we've seen in the series um, and, and and you know obviously tamers is like incredible at this um is um when there is you know there is obviously a really strong bond between the two but there is a agency and obviously the human characters are and should have more agency but the you say digimon, digimon shouldn't have enough agency the digimon is that what you're saying, Tom? No. What? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the Digimon are... They need agency too. They need so. And Galmon is a character who... Maybe this is coming later, and I will give them the benefit of the doubt that like, maybe we've got an episode coming down the line where Galmon does start to question, you know, Thomas, and have doubts in Thomas. But, uh, yeah, So, but throughout this episode, I'm, I'm just thinking, Galmon, you're kind of a idiot like you're kind of a you're kind of a pushover like you it's a weird thing and it's like it's it it, i do think the show is maybe assuming a bit about that oh of course galman is so loyal to thomas and so on like that it's like well yeah i mean you know they've been fighting a lot and stuff but like they were like that since the beginning so all i'll say is just just keep watching yeah okay I, i think a lot of what you're a lot of what you're talking about will be will be addressed because, okay, okay. like, yeah, what I was also thinking is, like, um, we just had, like, the past few episodes, right, where Thomas and Marcus are, like, both implicitly trust each other, even when they're not around each other, right? Like, hmm. like Thomas is like, no, like, I think Marcus, like, I know Marcus is going to do this, and Marcus is like, no, yeah, I think I think Thomas has, has this under control type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And now uh, Karana's just like, hey, but what if Marcus was bad and we made a better world? And Thomas is even like, oh, Nanami said that. But then he instantly, like, folds. And I understand why, because of his sister. But it's like, dog, you, you look like a complete idiot. Yeah, it's just it's, You watching. are getting straight up smeckledorfed. It's a, it's just a weird, keep watching. It's a weird one, yeah. And, and I think it is definitely a case of the show is obviously... Leading this, to more, yeah. This is, this is, this is all intentional. You know, other than the door, yeah. whatever. But like, no, yeah, this that's is, what I mean. Like, this, the, this is all the, intentional. Yeah, the dub issues of like, oh, like how they go about like saying it in the dub compared to like um 
of being like, oh, we just need a peaceful world. We just need to let Karada be evil, hee <laughs> hee, compared to like, yeah, no, Marcus is the implicit reason, like, why this has gone on. If he hadn't done this stuff, then Dats wouldn't be in the position it's in, like, this, I wouldn't have won, etc. That just makes it all feel very, like, suspect in yeah. a way of, Though, like, I, Thomas feels I very do. dumb. I do like the dub. The dub is so fucking good at writing Karada, though. Like it oh, is completely. actually ridiculous how good the dub is at writing Karada. And even though they 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 you know muck with Thomas's reasoning for for joining up with him, I love that um, the dub makes it a lot more implicit that Karada is threatening Relina. Yeah, like cause it makes it more understandable that it's not just like oh I'll go along with you because you'll cure my my sister it's oh my sister's really going to get going to get fucked up if I don't go along with you yeah he says of course i am going to do something for you to exchange the more you cooperate the better your sister gets like he it is it is a very good like effective threat but just yeah, and that, there are some and that ways is, that, that is, thomas feels dumb and that is wholly absent from from the sub that that, that feels so weird so i so i like that i think it's I think it's uh, it's a good addition. I love the way that the 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 dub characterizes Karada as someone who's not just evil but like really smug about it as well. Yeah. Um, the dub works really well with Karada because Karada is a very unapologetic villain. Like yeah. this yeah. this is a show where the characters, you know, thankfully the characters do have quite a lot of nuance to them. Like between Marcus, between uh, well. Yeah, Marcus has nuance. Yeah, let's say that. Uh, Thomas obviously being the sort of key one here, and then other characters around the edges as well. But like, Karada's not that. Karada's just a dick. Like, and, and Karada's very, like, I, I, you know, I'm sure maybe as as we get to the end of his like time in the show, um, which I'm guessing is coming up quite soon. The, I'm sure that he'll they might spend more time to like sort of um you know expand a little bit on his reasons for why he's doing what he does blah 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 but like I can't imagine it being particularly especially after the next episode we'll talk about we'll talk about the next episode later but the he is all he has to do is show up and be the biggest dickhead in the room at any given point like and the dub obviously that's that's gold for the dub because they can just get they can get proper smarmy with it. They can just have and go, hee <laughs> a lot. It's it's perfect for what they're doing. You know, they yeah. can't and possibly like, screw it up. And it's and it's perfect for like and it, the show it whoever's just, writing the show's notes, which is probably make it simpler. You know, I'm sure there was probably a lot of those notes being sent to the to the team. It just feels so like appropriate too. Like one thing that's really important to remember is that Kurata is an imperialist villain. Like he's not just you know, I'm the bad guy. Like he, he is explicitly murdering and conquering and genociding out of bigotry and and xenophobia. And you know, we have seen on TV in recent years that that is exactly how these motherfuckers act. Yeah, yeah. They just like, they don't care. Yeah, they they you know the the phrase "mask off" implies there was ever a mask to begin with, and um. It's it's really telling just seeing the way that Karada talks and the language he uses and the the propaganda that he plans like the yeah. the fact that a big he could have just killed Eldradimon in the digital world and then you know brought the data back to his lab that he intentionally transported him to you know to the human world um, you know went through that immense amount of effort and setup solely because it would make his job easier later because he knew that if he could make the public terrified of, of Digimon. 
Um, no one would object to his genocidal ideals once those became public. Yeah, because the episode even starts, like, the news is like, Gats is evil, like, they're abetting danger- dangerous terrorist Digimon. They even use the- I'm pretty sure they use the word terrorist Digimon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, it's it's very on the nose, but I think it kind of needs to be on the nose. Like, no, this is, completely. I'm not, I'm not complaining is, about that. It, it, it yeah. works very well, despite being very blatant, because that is how- it actually works in the world. Yeah, that like, is, this is that what is, happens. That is the language of genocide, yeah. Yeah. I am... Um, so, yeah, he is... He is... All apologize. I love that he's just constantly scheming as well. Like, this episode, when I saw the preview... Pre- um, last time, when we when I watched episodes for the last episode of the sh- of this show, uh, this podcast, this is getting confusing. <laughs> when I, I saw the preview uh, for this episode, episode 34... At the end of episode 33. And I saw that it was Thomas going back to, you know, his home and so on like that. But I don't think they show Karada in it. Oh, Karata's. And that... So I was expecting an episode... This would be a bit more of like... Not a filler one, but like a, a character development one, let's say. Like, you go home for a bit. Right. Have a bit of a thing with his father. And then, uh, you know, a bit of an argument with his father reconcile whatever you know and then he'd be, be back and be more focused or something like that instead no three minutes in boom karate is here uh and he is sunk to a new low <laughs> he is yeah he is, he's just sitting in the nice chair just like oh hey there thomas and he is immediately can i gone, kill your sister for you he's immediately gone from like experimenting on these youths to um oh i'm just going to like blackmail you using your um dying sister like who's <laughs> a little girl like <laughs> yeah, it's also important to note the dub kind of makes Relina out to be older than she's supposed to be in the sub. Um, I mean, I, I kind of lot... assumed that she was like what, like six or seven ten? at the most, ten maybe. Yeah, at most? yeah. Like the 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 sub makes it so much clearer that she's supposed to be like five or six. Like she is oh. a, a a child child. Yeah, that's what I that's oh, okay. what I kind of figured because like the way that she calls him like Tommy feels like very like. And I'm sure, like it's like a like a like a Toma Oni Chan or something. Like it feels like very like something like a very like a very small kid would say. Like it's like a, a nickname that no one else would call the person because yeah. the yeah. person is too mature. Yeah, I do like the contrast between Thomas, uh, Thomas's sister, and like and she calls him Tommy and stuff, and they're like Marcus and Christy. <laughs> And Christy just like, dude, you suck. You're the yeah. worst. Why do you do this? Yes, it's very funny. Um, but yeah, Karate showed up. It's it's great. It's like whenever I feel like my favorite moments on this show is when like Karate will just be like, here's his next, here's my next villainous scheme. Whenever Karate is sitting moves. in a chair, you know it's about to get real. Yeah, it's very like Darth Vader in Cloud City when when he walks into the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could just see like. <laughs> Just imagine Gal He literally it. hits Thomas with uh, I have I have changed the, the, the negotiation or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Pray, pray I the, the deal. I'll alter it further. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which... Uh, uh, yeah, okay, no, that's next episode. We'll talk about that then. But yeah, Karate in that... He, I'm, I feel like his dad is... It's, the episode starts and it seems like they're gonna their like conflict and so on is gonna be a bigger deal. It kind of just ends. I'm, I, I, I would say ends. I would say... It's either ended or it's been parked. Um, but I was yeah. definitely expecting their back and forth to be more of a thing. Um, so I hope that's something they return to because I like that tension there. I like. I like. Yeah, the the sub makes it a bit more open and shut. Like there's a lot, you know, a lot more um, to do in Japan about like respecting your elders and their authority and whatever. Sure. Um, 
And he basically just like it, it's a it's a two second argument. Thomas says, "I want to keep like you know I want to keep fighting. This is my job." And his dad says, "You're you're fighting for a terrorist group. You're not going back there." <laughs> yeah, that's like I I like the way that they argue in this episode of him being like, "Oh, so now you care? Where did you care when mom was suffering?" And like his dad just like avoids. It. He's like, "I was I was just I was doing other stuff, champ." Yeah, that this yeah they, it's, they, it's, they, it's it's they it's hint- good conflict between like the parent and the child they hint at it though and i hope they like follow through on it so like they hint at some stuff there i'd like to know more about uh mean i'm curious uh yeah obviously don't say too much but like we've had a lot of development with marcus of course because he's the main character we're getting stuff with thomas now where we're sort of seeing a lot of uh, alternate aspects of his character and sort of how you know like between the, the nami episode and now this like sort of how he interacts with people and sort of how he is being led along. Are we going to get anything else with Yoshi? Because I feel like we had that one thing where she was like locked in the room or whatever after she messed up her little performance and like, that's it. Not a whole lot. No, it's like, cause uh... the, the show is, is more about positioning her as she is like the voice of reason. She's been, you know, she's grown up. She's been through this shit already. Um, she's already so... had her character development, so we don't have to do it. Yeah, basically, it's like she already had, you know, she's 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 a, she's the only adult in the group. She's the stabilizing influence. Um, you know, she had moments of like unresolved trauma, but for the most part, she is the most resolute uh, of them. And I think that kind of shows in the way she had the least trouble in her bio hybrid fight. Like she she wins pretty cleanly once she resolves to win because right. the the others like Koki and um, Nanami targeted marcus and thomas's uh insecurities and uh shortcomings and she didn't really have anything to target like she was more annoyed than anything yeah I, that's kind of a shame because i would like to see like more of like you know yoshi's background and stuff like that because like i don't know like we got a little bit in the beginning like with some of the stuff but i don't know sometimes yoshi kind of feels like she kind of fades into the background like as a character oh no yeah you're you're, you're totally right but I feel I feel that's the reality of of shonen anime in general. It's like I'm just happy that she's capable, that she's still fighting, which is more than yeah. like you know, <laughs> literally any yeah. other woman in Digimon got it uh, at, at this point in their respective series. Look, looking at you, uh, Frontier. Honestly, not not just Frontier. Like you know, Tamers is obviously like all of our favorite season, but like it also sidelines Rika super hard in the final stretch. I forgot about that. She powers up his big and, and honking not, not blade. Ju- not just that. Like after after the Beelzemon fight, she's relegated to babysitter duty for the rest of her time in the digital world until she unlocks her biomerge uh, form. Like she sits out the Shu Chaomon fight entirely. I forgot about that, man. <sighs> it really do be like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> a it's a it's a franchise wide issue, and I I really wish that they would work on on improving it. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe Liberator will be the the answer to our woes. I'm not ah, holding my ah, breath. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, depression. Okay. What Liberator has? Well, Liberator has working against it is the double the double whammy of being uh you know uh in a series that handles women not great like Digimon in a you know a genre that handles women not great like card game anime or like media. I can't wait for uh, her to have, like, game on board, Arisa to have game on board, only to lose because the writer said, we can't let the woman have anything nice. 
Yeah, which is which is a constant problem in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah. Every every second like uh game that any woman plays, they will show that they're competent because you know you don't want to make, make it seem like the girls don't know how to play the game, but they will never ever win for. But for the girls reasons. don't know how to play that well. Yeah, I'm listen. I'm still salty about Maya losing her duel against uh against Merrick. Like she, no, you, you she should literally, be. she literally had the game, and then because of ancient Egyptian bullshit. They decided, oh no, actually that that didn't count. That didn't count. <laughs> God, I hate it. I I, uh, I hate it here on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about uh, something that I hope the sub gives a little bit more context to, or makes makes sense a little bit more. And that's Bunch of Liam on here showing up and being like, "I'm here to tell you about burst mode. Do not use burst mode." Like it, it is very like awkward. Pull, it's a very ham-fisted way to introduce this concept and I think it would have been a lot better if he just didn't mention it at all and then it was just a surprise at the end of the episode. Yeah, and then he, then like when it happens, he could be like, no, the burst mode! And everyone's like, oh, the burst mode? Yeah, you know what they could have done? It's... They could have, they could have like, had Leomon like, notice the new Digivice and then just be like, Hmm, to himself did, or something. He already introduced, he already he introduced a new Digivice several episodes ago. Oh, he did, yeah. right. Well, fair enough, fair enough. But well, why um, did you mention it then? I don't know. Did she... Yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like even in the Japanese version, they they had they felt like they had to introduce this early, because otherwise people would, people would say it comes out of nowhere. I don't really understand why, because every other Dark Digivolution wasn't necessarily foreshadowed. Yeah, um, I, I, think, I think it's fine to have something that comes out of nowhere if it's like something that is going to be Okay, I, I'm a bit more forgiving of it, I should say, if it's a dilemma for the protagonists rather than a win yeah. button. But I think that's yeah, it's fine. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's a dark digivolution. Like, they're normally, like, spurred on in the moment by, like, some sort of trauma. So yeah. it's like, of, of course, like, or, like, like intense, like, rage and anger. It's like, of course, you, you can't really foreshadow that unless, like, no. you foreshadow it by giving your character anger issues. I, d- I do like... Which, gen- yeah, well, Marcus has plenty of those. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but but you know you know what I mean. It's like yeah, yeah. you aren't like gonna like uh, foreshadow McGeeDramon by giving like Takato like unresolved anger issues from episode one. Like it's got it's an in the moment thing because of how Digivolution is spurred on, yeah, and how Dark Digivolution we know works. I think I think so. Looking back at like how how because this is obviously the third corruption we've seen in the in the show since we you know adventures is very lampshaded because they talk about digivolve into ultimate and it's a thing and you have ty literally he wants graymon to digivolve to ultimate and it's because it's because of that that school graymon ends up happening and then you know it's funny re-watching adventure like back in 2020 when we started this podcast i i had misremembered how unimportant skull graymon was <laughs> like yeah. in my yeah, brain everyone, everyone gasses skull graymon up but like he he does like two things and then like that's it. yeah like yeah. In, in my brain it was like this huge momentous event and he was like rampaging and they couldn't get it to stop but like it's something that happens like less than 20 episodes in you know Ty goes, oh no, I won't do that again, and then it never gets brought up again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like, he's he pretty, one hug, and that's that. He's pretty, he's pretty, he's pretty sad about it. But yeah, that, that's that's true. That is that is true. Yeah, it's, like it, it's it does very... lead on more things of like, okay, this ends up leading to like, say, him being very anxious about like, oh no, like we can be her. I, I am kind of screwing with my group, but ultimately, like, Skull Greymon himself is like just like a non-factor in the show. Yeah, yeah. So. so 
back sorry back to what I was saying um, the the um so that's how they kind of lampshade that because they do you know it is something that once it happens it's like you can see why it happened you know it it makes complete sense it's not out of nowhere the Megujimon stuff I think it goes it, it, it speeds it up a bit because it's obviously playing off of the expectation that like there is another level to come in terms of the digivolution we've seen rookie we've seen champion we've seen ultimate there's going to be a mega to come and then the first mega that shows up is you know is a corruption uh so that's that's fine in this case because of the way they've gone about it yeah like they need to the corruption here is going to be for the burst mode and they need to introduce the burst mode that's fine it's just so awkwardly done in this episode and it just immediately i was just like why are you talking about this thing which you don't want him to use? Like, if you don't want him to use it, I don't really see the value in letting him know about it. Like, especially if it can just be triggered by accident anyway, which is what happens in the end. Um, like, it's not like Marcus... Yeah. Yeah, like, like next... Not so get too much into the next episode, but like, next episode, Banjolim, I'll just chew Marcus out a bit for it. And I'm just like... Well, he didn't do it on purpose. He didn't like hit the burst mode button, and like, you it, never, you never told him to like be careful about his emotions or anything. It, I hate when it, I hit the burst mode it, button. It is, it is handled a bit better in in the sub. Like he still shows up out of nowhere and says, "Hey, there's this, you know, there's this dangerous power that you should stay away from." But he does explicitly say it's tied to strong emotions. Make sure that your strong emotions aren't like hateful. Okay. Otherwise, like this will, this will overwhelm you. Well, I'm pretty sure that, that that didn't make it into the dub, so great job, <laughs> great job, dub. Right? I mean, I might be wrong. I might have I might have misremembered that. Uh, but I that, yeah, no, they don't really go. It's it's basically just a don't use the burst mode or else. Yeah, that's that's not good enough. <laughs> so so it, it it's very awkward and it sticks out like a bit sore form in in in, in the the show at this point in the show with like the pretty good run of episodes we've had. So. Yeah. yeah, and also because, think, like, because it's like a character showing about the blue in like a place he really shouldn't be, which is fine because Banchelimon's cool and he can go wherever he wants. But but like, it's yeah, I'm surprised they didn't take another pass at this. I guess <laughs> it's it's all I'm thinking. Yeah, it's 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 odd. the The dub makes some some strange flubs this episode. Like it's not like they're just like you know, um, understandable or like um accidents it's like they they made some conscious decisions to change the information that we receive uh, and i don't really get why like i don't know i just feel like the conflict between thomas and marcus works so much better in the sub because there is more there is you you understand thomas better like you you understand his frustrations more um as someone who is supposedly you know the the brains of the group and who marcus has said you know in recent episodes that he trusts unconditionally and yet marcus doesn't seem to trust him enough to listen to him when he says something's a bad idea or whatever right that's i mean that is what i like about it i i, I totally feel you're right because again like you explained the context behind like crowded like using uh thomas's recent like frustration at marcus against him that i think is very effective compared to just like what what the dub is and like I, I think it works. It just, it, it feels like they tr- they're doing like the the Matt versus Ty thing, but like better thought out and better done. But even the dub, it feels kind of like weird because they kind of like shortcuts slash don't explain things. So it's like, oh, I guess they just hate each other now type of thing compared to like 
um, Thomas having real grievances against Marcus. Yeah, that are and being, like that are being like dredged up. Yeah, and the the dialogue choices in this in the dub are also a bit weird. Like the the line that Marcus says when he's you know activating burst mode is "I've forgiven you before, but no more." And it's like, how? What have you though? Like, what what have you ever forgiven him for? He's yeah, never fucked like... up. <laughs> like, um. In the in the sub, instead, he he says something like, "Do they mean nothing to you? All the Digimon you fought and died beside Baronmon, uh, Eldradimon, Marukimon too. Like it's it's more of indignation. It's less, you know, you're a little punk and I'm gonna get you, and more, I cannot believe that you were disrespecting all of the people that fought and died beside us. So I will be fair to the dub. He does that next episode, but I'm sure that's because they were like, oh, we should probably do this because that seems very important." Yeah, and like even even in next episode, they water it down, of course, and the, because you, course. Know, you can't can't mention death, you can't have can't have die. Um, but yeah, I just think that it's it's such a great conflict, and it's still it's still engaging in the dub, oh, but it, it just works better in the sub because of the yeah. additional the additional emotional context that you get. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, I don't think this is like bad. I just wish that again, like we had. Like the remastered save data saver squad, where it's like okay, like the 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 script is closer to what it is what what it should be, and like this context yeah, it, and these important details aren't taken out. It sucks because I love I love the performances in the dub. Yeah, um, I love a lot of like the the little characterization uh, tweaks in when they're good. Um, and I love the mute, the music in the dub is great too. The music in the, every time I watch the sub, I just, it just like, it makes me realize how much more dynamic the dub's OST is by comparison. Yeah, there's, um, there's like at the beginning of next episode, like there are some like sick guitars, like going off, like from like the beginning. And I'm like, this is, this is, this, this is rad. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Like it's the, super good. the The dub's music is is objectively superior. It it fills in so many moments that are otherwise entirely silent in the sub, and I, I mean that like derogatory, like moments that would have hit harder if they had some kind of musical accompaniment. Yeah. Um. And it, honestly, it kind of feels like the inverse of the way the Digimon movie handles its music, where like you know the Japanese version gets Requiem with this like really moody, impactful um score. And the sub gets butt rock, whereas in yeah, the... well, you know what the the Omnimon blowing up the Diabormon to let's kick it up. Uh, that's my childhood, so excuse you. <laughs> but like, it feels like the opposite here, where there are moments that have their emotional impact blunted because they're just entirely silent in the in the sub. And like, silence can be used to great effect. I think the original dub adventure has the opposite problem, where it plays music way too much, even when it's not tonally appropriate. Um, but yeah, now they've looped around to doing the opposite and in the sub and, you know, the silence feels like it's negatively impacting the, the emotional timbre of a scene. Right. I I just said emotional way too much. I'm very sorry. Well, no, I mean, sometimes words be like that. I mean, if, if something's emotional, you can, there's only so many words to say that you can use. I just need to break out my thesaurus, start using, um, my, it's, it's, uh, it's, the the pathos doesn't doesn't connect as clearly. I'm going to fight you <laughs> for for just bringing in pathos. Like, what are we in eleventh <laughs> grade AP English? I don't know what AP means. Uh, it's like advanced prep. It's like the like honors, but like uh, for upperclassmen in American I, high schools. I, I, I don't know what any of the words you just said are. <laughs> we don't have. You don't any know, what, you don't know what honors means. 
I mean, like, I I have a vague sense of it's probably like it's like the, the... it's like the uh, the advanced English type of deal. Okay. So like yeah, AP we... is just that, but for upper, it's like like it's it's used like AP tests to like get co- extra college credits before. Okay. Because we what we had is we we had um academic and applied um. So and then there was and there was, then there was essentials. So academic applied, was like AP. Boom! There you go. No, applied was like the middle one though. It wasn't. Oh, okay. it, wasn't it wasn't advanced. It was like <laughs> academic was like this is like you know the stuff that's going to prepare you most for for secondary school or post secondary right, okay. school, but it's also the hardest. Yeah. Um, applied that was is our like, AP. Yeah. Yeah. Applied is like you 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 just you just want to pass the course and get the credit, and essentials is like the applied was too difficult for you and you need additional. Um, you know, watering down for Tom. What was the terminology in British schools? We got to get this figured out. Uh, the terminology for what exactly? Sorry, like like for your basic classes, your advanced oh. classes. I don't know. Class. <laughs> um, class. Yeah, just just. Uh... You only had one class for everyone in it. Oh yes, so sets. So S-E-S-E-T-S. Um. So. Uh, I was so set one is like yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know highest performing students or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Set two. Set yeah. Most most subjects had three sets. Okay. Uh, I I think that's the case. I don't remember. I mean, I I was in like set one for like everything. So, Um, and then uh, except for except for RE religious education. So I was in set two for that. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> because that's a load of bullshit. Um, I mean, I went to a ca- <laughs> I, went to a, I, I went to a Catholic school, so like you know, it wasn't really proper religious education. It was Catholic education. <laughs> so uh, it's always teaching about how to feel guilty for everything you do. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. Okay. A lot of that. Very okay. awkward lesson. For the, the the compulsory lesson we did once a year or so on other religions. Uh, that was that was always fun. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> We only did that for like we only did we only did our reflect three years anyway, and then we got to drop it. So, okay, yeah, yeah, all good. But yeah, sets, sets, uh, sets, sets. Okay, we yeah. you're learning all about school on the Novacast. The only the only podcast where you can learn about what different countries called their classes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Cool. Probably wraps up this episode. Uh, uh, actually, I have a few things I want to oh, say. Oh, okay. one. There's just like five billion Gizmon patrolling the city now. Yeah, they're, they're like the cops. That's you know. pretty. That's that's horrifying. They're like those robots in the shopping centers that the cop that, that they need like five <laughs> cops to guard nowadays. You just see like some like kid like tipping over the Gizmon as he's running out from stealing like <laughs> egg sandwiches from the Seven Eleven. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and also, um, I know uh, in episode thirty four I joked about uh well not even joked but of Marcus and Koki doing the Tekken. Thomas and Marcus literally did the Tekken. They he literally hit his face. They literally did the, the Tekken punch intro. It's called a cross counter. Thank you very much. I'm calling it the Tekken. Uh you disrespect our ancestors, Hajime yes. Ifo and Ashteno Joe. You're right, and I apologize for that, but I know it from the Tekken intro. Yeah, that's uh. The, oh god, the Tekken stuff is so cool. I wish that I wish that game was like easy to play. They should put Marcus <laughs> in as a guest character. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Do you, 
think, but like not like older, like just like literally like 14 year old Marcus or whatever, just like throwing hands with Kazuya. Oh yeah, I mean, there's, there's characters that look that young in there already, so why not? Because if he was like an adult, then that would be, then it would be way too unfair. He would be top tier no matter what. Also, I just want to hear that announcer say Marcus's name in, in, in the fact. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Damon. Len Hart. No, Masu- no. Masaru Len- Daimon. Oh, Mar- Masaru Daimon. more like, Masaru Damon. It'd be like, maybe like that, so. That's my impression. <laughs> Digimon is so cool. It is. It is. Speaking of Digimon being cool, do we want to uh, go on to our next episode? Unless anyone else has other things they want to say. Yeah, let's do uh, it. There, there, is, there is one little thing, and it's a bit of an awkward thing. I, okay, Quentin Flynn is obviously not great, uh, to say the least. Um, True. With that said, I did find some enjoyment in when Marcus... When when the corruption starts and the corrupted burst, the ruin mode begins, um, that was just that was just the it's time for Jack to let her rip voice. Yeah, no, <laughs> that was my exact feeling. I'm yes. just like, man, I don't like this guy, but this is so cool. The, the, the revenge, yeah. yeah. Anyone who's played Metal Gear Rising Revenge will get a kick out of that that moment and the hearing that hearing that line in the dub, um, just very, very the same. It's the same. Same voice, so yeah. We're done. Yeah. And then like he literally just like summons like the sheer power of darkness to kill. Your just to kill. Not like to kill someone specific, just to kill. Your memes end here, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, again, uh, I mentioned uh whenever Karate is in a chair, you know it's gonna be good. Him watching from the cliffside, like with his binoculars sitting in his chair, just like, and it's all thanks to me. And he's just so smug about like you can hear like the smiley face in his mm. voice. You know what at, the... like how he happy he is that like he's breaking apart this group. The sad the sad thing with Karada is is that as much as I'm enjoying all this, he does need to die in like a really over the top fashion, in like the like class- he needs to be like split in half, really bloodily. Yeah, he he needs he needs yeah. That's that's the kind of thing, right? He needs to like yeah. That's he needs what, to be a victim of the half body killings. That's- <laughs> yeah, he just gets sliced with a whatever. Just gets sliced in half, not explained. We just see like his right half just yeah. floating in the ocean somewhere at like episode forty five. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He needs he needs to get owned just severely. So, uh, and I don't think it's going to happen just because this is a children's show. Um, but uh, who knows? We we live in hope. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they've been showing innocent Digimon bite the bullet. We got uh, Samson yeah, who's potentially it. dead. So they're just dead eggs. Eggs. You do do that to Karada, and he's not turning into an egg. I mean, he might he he might get scrambled, but he's not going to be. Ha ha! Boom! Egg puns. Okay, can we take a quick break before we move on to the next one? Or yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we will move on to episode thirty-five of Digimon Data Saver Squad. Hell yeah! back we took a quick break but we are back with episode 35 digimon data saver squad mina would you like to take it away for us for sure so episode 35 known in english as kurata's real plan 
and in Japanese, The Power of Destruction, Shine Greymon Runs Wild. It first aired in Japan on December 10th, 2006, and in North America on July 7th, 2008. I will never get over how long the gap between broadcasts <laughs> for this show were. It was written by Ryota Yamaguchi and directed by Naoyuki Ito. So this episode starts off right where the last one left off. In fact, the first, like, I think three or four minutes of this episode is reused footage from the last one. I, I hate it when they do that. I counted <laughs> three, mi- three minutes, 46 seconds between the theme and then last episode recap. Yeah, I thought... I thought Out of a 22 minute and five second episode. I thought that was Yeah, happening. it's... It's egregious, and, like, usually when that happens, it's because the animation is about to get wild, and the animation does not, in fact, get wild in this episode. <laughs> there are yeah. a lot of really off-model shots. <laughs> but regardless, still a cool episode. Well, like I said, we start, start off right where the last one left off. You know, Shine Greymon is in ruin mode and running wild. Marcus is is absolutely fucking furious at Thomas. In the Japanese version, he's he is actually screaming at Shine Greymon to kill him at this point. Let's go! Um, <laughs> Real um, the English uh, mature anime where people swear at uh, at violence and nudity. That's... <laughs> um, Shine Greymon so... ruin mode has real metal. Sorry, this is a reference okay, to we... a thing that happened before we started recording again. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is we're, we're we can't we can't do uh, break inside jokes. <laughs> no, our sorry. audience won't won't understand that. Cut that out. Okay, sorry. But yeah, screaming at Shine Greymon to kill Thomas. The English version waters this down to a much more child friendly. Make him pay. <laughs> <laughs> which is very old-timey make him a, pay with his way. life yeah <laughs> so he yeah he's he is fucking thrashing mirage galgamon like he's doing sick like he's shooting fire out of his hands he's he's doing spiral ddt's at one point he he like grabs mirage galgamon's face and like grinds it into the earth it's it's pretty it's pretty oh, hardcore nice. by by digimon fight standards the ridley and it it's a bit more apparent in the in the Japanese version, but it does the dub does get there eventually. Marcus is like, okay, I think that's enough. All right, dude, you can stop, <laughs> Shine Greymon. And yeah, he slowly starts realizing that this is not a a form he can control. And Bonchuliamon very quickly shows up to be like, "Did you use the burst mode? I told you not to do that." <laughs> and then warns him that. The, there's no way to stop it. There's no way to control it. The, all they can do is wait until he burns himself out and self-destructs, which Marcus is pretty unhappy with hearing. So they, you know, they they hunker down, try as best as they can to avoid these, this rampaging, you know, black fire dragon who's shooting off random, you know, energy bursts into the skyline and, and setting the entire city on, on fire. And eventually, you know, after... Thomas and Mirage Galgamon make a hasty retreat after getting a moment's reprieve from Shine Greymon's vicious assault. They finally, you know, sit back and just kind of wait for him to die. Like, he's he's screaming in pain the entire time in the Japanese version. In the English version, it's not until he starts to actually burn himself out that he starts screaming in pain. You know, Marcus realizes pretty quickly that he done fucked up, but there's nothing he can do at this point. Christy begs him to not go after Thomas because if he hurts Thomas, then he will feel that guilt for the rest of his life. And Marcus agrees and understands that, but it still super pains him to watch Shine Greymon, you know, basically like it burn himself down to cinders. And ultimately, that is exactly what happens. He he gets reduced to a digi egg, and Marcus, you know, embraces the egg and screams, "What have I done?" In recognition of the fact that he is he has fucked over his his best friend and his partner. And there will be consequences for this. So it 
follows Thomas and Gaumon as they make their retreat. They go back to Karada's place, and Keenan and Falcomon have secretly tailed them in their car. Thomas goes to Karada's office and says, sorry I couldn't beat him. And Karada basically goes, what are you talking about? He's self-destructed. That shit's no, not a problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Thomas definitely seems, you know, a bit alarmed by this. I don't, I don't think that that was his intention, was to kill <laughs> Shen Greymon. So he's he's a little bit rattled by that. And, you know, tries to, to you know, put on a, a, a you know a stiff upper lip for the sake of being Karada's good little henchman. Karada now now convinced that Thomas is firmly on his side um, because of that, you know, that little action. No crying in the evil lair, please. <laughs> yeah, no crying in the evil lair. <laughs> this, you know, this assassination has now convinced Karada that Thomas is, in fact, firmly on his side. So he decides to do what he does best and gloat a little. He invites Thomas into a secret room off of his office that has a large tank containing the Digimon that he has been feeding all that data over the last several episodes, which is finally formally introduced as Belphamon Sleep Mode. Go baby, go baby. The Demon Lord of Sloth in its dormant form. It looks like a cute little goat with an egg timer chained to its chest. And Karada, you know, reassures Thomas that when it enters rage mode and wakes up, it is a force to be reckoned with. He, he talks about how he found it, which was during his invasion of the digital world several episodes earlier. He encountered this ziggurat, and he went under it to find a tomb. And there's a great line that I really am sad was cut from the English version, where he says, It was curious to me that creatures such as Digimon with no, with no concept of death would build a tomb for something. So he went down and, and investigated it. Locked in a chest with a, a, like a seal talisman on it was Belphamon's Digi-Egg. And... Upon discovering this digi-egg and doing some research into it, Karada experienced a paradigm shift. He no longer just wanted to wipe out Digimon. Now that he has this all-powerful, you know, basically like Satan-like being in his command, his goals have shifted to wanting to be the ruler of both worlds. And I, I love that they make it explicit that this, this was not his plan all along. This is the result of his you know, mounting god complex, which has been furthered by his, you know, his megalomania and wiping out all the Digimon. And it's not like he wants to, like, spare the Digimon or whatever. He fully says, I'll keep them around as my backyard, and when I get bored of them, I'll wipe them all out with a flick of my finger. I think this is a great characterization for him. I'm so happy that they still make it clear that he, you know, his driving motivational factor is his hatred of Digimon and not, you know, he's not just a, I'm going to rule the world bad guy. Thomas is pretty understandably skeeved out by this. Galmon more evidently. Galmon actually shoots him a look that says, is this guy fucking nuts? <laughs> uh, yes. But Thomas, you know, goes, oh no, that's an excellent plan, sir. <laughs> and Keenan disagrees, though. Keenan doesn't like this plan. He springs out of the darkness. He throws a shuriken at Karada. Karada barely manages to dodge and then, you know, gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> like, he, he looks <laughs> totally panicked as he, as he runs away. Galmon leaps in and is, is about to, like, fucking deck this child when Falcomon intervenes, you know, scoops Keenan up, uses a smoke bomb to get away. Keenan is, you know, he, he says that he, we have to tell the others, we need to let them know what Karada's planning. Karada says Thomas, like, does a very kingpin, kill that guy. So Thomas and, and Galmon go after him to stop him from reaching the rest of Dats and telling him about Karada's devices. A bunch of Gizmon follow suit. But Thomas requests Karada call them off because they will quote-unquote get in the way. Thomas and Gaumon do catch up to him. He warps to Javala to Mirage. And Keenan, you know, warps to, to Chromon to, to combat him. But in Ultimate can only do so much as a Mega. Uh, against a Mega, rather. Chromon kind of gets the floor, you know, mopped with him by Mirage Galgamon. Mirage Galgamon even fells a few buildings, which is pretty wild to see. Back at Dats, 
Marcus is extremely distraught over Agumon having been reduced to an egg. He asks Lalamon, you know, how long he has to wait until it's going to hatch. Lalamon says, oh, it could never hatch. We don't know. <laughs> so he's he's <laughs> upset about that. And he gets even more upset when Bontraliamon shows up and says, hey, by the way, even if he does hatch like tomorrow, he won't remember you. Like all of, all of his memory of what happened when you were his partner will, will, will be vanished entirely. There's nothing that you can do about it. So Great. you're going to have to make a new plan that doesn't involve Agumon's help. So Marcus is like, you know, very distraught about this. They make it clear in the in the in the sub that he recognizes that it was his anger and hatred that caused this, and he is making an active effort to tone himself down. Like there are several times in this scene where someone will ask him something and he'll start to yell or like start to get upset and then take a breath and calm himself down. And I'm kind of sad that they missed that in the dub. Ah. Because it was it was good. Like it shows that he he understands what the problem was and he's trying to temper himself. Right. So at this point, Lalamon senses Keenan and Thomas's duel and says that they should probably go check it out. So everyone starts heading up, even though Bonchaliwan says it's a bad idea because they don't have, you know, Agumon with them. Marcus goes anyway, you know, determined to, to beat the shit out of Thomas for his role in, in Agumon's death. So he goes up there. He's about to go up there, rather, when Bonchaliwan points out that what can he do against, you know, a, a genius-level boxer and a mega-level Digimon by himself without his partner? You know, it's his fault, ultimately, that Shine Greymon's dead. Bonchaliwan himself could hear Shine Greymon screaming in pain because of what Marcus did. And if he can't recognize that he's just recklessly running in again, then history is doomed to repeat itself. He kind of dresses Marcus down a lot. You know, it, what he says differs in the sub and the dub. In the dub, he's just a total asshole here. He, you know, tells him that he sucks and that he'll never be half the man his father ever was. And it, it goads Marcus into punching Bonchaliwan, but he catches it and then, you know, reveals that he... You know, he knew his father personally, and you are not your father's son. Your form is weak. Yeah. The sub takes a different approach. Instead, in the sub, he's he's not calling him sucky. He's disappointed that he has the potential to be as good as his father, and he's squandering it by choosing to act impulsively and out of anger, rather than, you know, following his heart, so to speak. And I like that a lot better, because it feels more constructive. It's less, man, you're a moron, and more, I'm just disappointed that you're not living up to your potential. I'm not um, mad, I'm just disappointed, son. Yeah, so Marcus you know, tries to argue, but he gets shut down pretty easily, and Bonchaliamon departs. As he leaves, Christy, or not Christy, Sarah says, huh, he knew he knew Spencer, that's interesting. Meanwhile, in this battle, Keenan and Chromon are basically just on the defensive. They are trying to run away as fast as they can. Keenan recognizes that Mirage Galgamon has a scar on his armor from the wound he sustained from Shine Greymon's Ruin Mode Rampage and tries to, to target that. They have a minimal success with this, but all it does really does is slow him down. You know, Thomas understands that he's not going to be able to go back to Karada unless he takes care of Kanan, so he orders Mirage Gagamon to do, you know, do what's necessary to make sure that this problem is dealt with. So just as Kanan and, and Chromon are, you know, on the horizon over the harbor near where the Dat's secret base is, Mirage Gagamon dunks them into the ocean, and they fall into the water and it disappear from sight. You know, content with this outcome, Thomas returns back to Karata and thanks him for removing the only other, you know, obstacle between him and his goal. Thomas, like, you know, says, does this mean that my sister's going to be okay? And Karata says, oh, your sister will be okay after I take this bad boy out for a spin and starts waking up Belfamon to take him out on a rampage. And that's kind of where the episode ends is with, with this, this declaration of the next stage of his plan. 
don't forget no, the, don't forget the the little end stinger of Relena in the hospital, and she's like, "Oh, Tommy, is that you?" And we have a an incredibly good disguise, Homer Yoshima <laughs> and uh, Kamemon right? and Kamemon, yeah, Kamemon showing up as a doctor and nurse. <laughs> yeah, Kam- Kamemon has like fake pigtails and like a nurse's hat. It's so good. <laughs> Scoop- so Scoop- good. Scooby Doo and Shaggy disguises uh, in 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 here. This episode goes hard. Um, this episode goes so hard. I don't know that yeah, a... so much happens. That that recap felt long because like a million things happen yeah. in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that's like a very generic like tryhard white guy thing to say, but like it's 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 like this episode starts okay, picks up with when the last one leaves off, and in fact has some of the last episode in it. I, I should say, but like. Uh, just within like the first five minutes or so on, you've killed off one of the main Digimon. Is and I love that it's not undone this episode too. Like this is no. yeah. this is a lasting consequence. It doesn't you know, Megidramon and Skull Greymon, they were big deals, but they were undone in the same episode. So when mm-hmm. when Banchaliamon goes, um, you know, like, oh, there's nothing to do, he'll just self-destruct, I was just expecting, okay, Marcus is gonna go over there and he's gonna punch Shine Greymon, and that will knock him out or something and Banch Lehman's yeah, gonna no, be like that was literally the exact but yeah. Banch Lehman's gonna be like whoa okay um that doesn't obviously not happen that obviously doesn't happen um he just he dies Agumon Agumon dies yeah you see him start to turn into light and I'm like oh like this is it like oh Marcus realizing the error of his ways everything's fine now and then no he dies yeah yeah I- he just straight he straight up like dies in Marcus's arms yeah and like he's an egg now and like they, you know, they even go to a point to say he's not going to remember who you are. Like, that's... Because I was thinking, oh, he's an egg. Like, so will he remember, I guess? And then they literally answered that question basically as soon as I fought it. And I was just like... That, that takes some balls, especially because, like, the show is going to have to go presumably at least a few episodes now without Agumon. That's like... What if they killed off Pikachu for a bunch of episodes? <laughs> like, yeah. What? Like, I mean, I, I applaud the, you know, I applaud the Kahunis. I can, I can only imagine the response, like, can I only imagine, like, the dub team or whatever looking at this and just being like, they're not going to like this upstairs. <laughs> I don't We're going to get some notes back. Where's Agumon? <laughs> where's the Where's the Digimon? Please uh, put the Agumon back. We can't. Yeah, <laughs> just awkward. That wasn't that wasn't an ask. Where is Mister Digimon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, can we just get like an Agumon shop in the background or something? Please, we need to show something. So that's really cool. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a rough it's a rough fucking deal for Marcus. It's Jesus. It's it's. Uh, I am curious about how they resolve this. Like, obviously, the eggs are gonna hatch. Like, obviously, Agumon's gonna come back. But like, I do wonder like what that means exactly and what it's gonna be like. And I'm really this this is such a yeah, like I say, such a ballsy move. And it gives, but it also gives them a lot of there's a lot of potential packed in it as well. For where it's, it's very next. fertile ground. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, and it was yeah, it was it was like a genuinely, you know, a sad a sad scene. Just have him like burst into light, and yeah, I mean, I'm glad I didn't have to hear him screaming. And if and, and, you know, when I say glad, I mean, you know, obviously that would have made it 
even harder, you know. Um, right. But but yeah, like cool stuff. I I I do like how this went with Thomas didn't just show up and like sweep the floor with him because because now he's turned heel and he has to win or whatever. Like no, he doesn't really win. Like he. He does in a sense, but like it's more like crop wins, I guess. Like Yeah, it's a very Pyrrhic victory. Yeah, like literally, yeah. Thomas literally has to turn heel and ru- t- turn on his heel and run away. Like he's like, "Okay, we're going." Like that's it's it's really funny that he has to run away, especially because it's Thomas and like it's such a there's not, you know, it's, it's it's like the most one note strategy is run away. <laughs> but like, yeah. it's funny that he's put in that position, especially considering he showed up to rock Marcus's shit. And now, yeah. and he did, and now, more or less. And then Marcus, until... Marcus was like, well, hey, check this out. And then he just like, he blows up his own Digimon, basically. <laughs> I, I just want you both to know that in my notes, I put manly tears, all caps, the tears of a boncho, dot, dot, dot can purify the corrupted burst and then it's just like a bunch of question marks and me going huh what yeah. he died <laughs> well i put i put he's gonna have to punch him isn't he and then in the next line i put what is was well shit <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's um yeah it's serialized television is like i feel like it's it's a riskier play because you don't have you know you're not reassuring the kids don't worry everyone i'll go will be fine in fact it's the opposite this episode you know, the note this episode goes out on is he won't be fine. In fact, he'll never be the same again because you fucked up so bad. Don't worry, kids. Agumon has been permanently scarred for life by Marx's actions. <laughs> but you're going to say Agumon has been permanently compromised. <laughs> oh, he's been compromised to a permanent end, I guess. Permanent is that end. <laughs> Thank you, Johnson. Yeah, and I, I just, I feel like it, it, we have it shows that you were, it shows compromised that you were... Agumon to a permanent end. <laughs> It just shows that you respect the children in your audience more when you're willing to let them go, you know, a couple episodes um, without knowing that their their little Blorbo dinosaur is going to be okay. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, get this. It will also have a big impact when he does show up again. Like, it's, yeah. it's yeah. almost like that sort of delayed, I don't know, satisfaction or whatever is, is, is a good thing. And more shows should do it, especially shows in younger audiences. Um... More Digimon shows should kill off Agumon, is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean... Okay. Yeah. I'm... I just want to make sure, because I agree. So. Also, Banchale- speaking of Banchaleamon, should watch what he's saying, because, like, as soon as as soon as soon Marcus does get his shit together, we all know what's happening to Banchaleamon. Like, there's no... <laughs> you know, as, as, as soon as his job's done, he... Yeah, that's... Uh, it's not going to go well for him. See, but, see, but Saberleamon already died. Have we already fulfilled the quota? <laughs> Oh, I suppose so. No, there can always be more dead Leomon. Sa- That's what Digimon believes in. Saber Leomon, where no, and also Saber Leomon already died, like back in Adventure. So you know, we we need our new companion Leomon to to eat shit. Yeah, we need a third type of Leomon to die. We've had yes, uh, Saber Leomon, Leomon. Now we can get Boncho Leomon. Yeah, did we, did one in Frontier die? Did that happen? No. I mean, yeah, uh, Jaeger Jaeger Leomon. Oh, Jaeger. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, okay, Co- so four 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 Leomons oh, have died. I guess that technically counts. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Ko- Koichi's um beast form was was Jaeger Leomon. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Like, I, okay, because you said that, I guess he did. But like, I was struggling there for a minute to be like, wait, did 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 Koichi die? Like, did was that does that actually ambiguous? It was like the uh like the second to last episode. Very, and then he like revived in the last episode. So that's why. Oh my god. 
What a shit yeah, show. Frontier is a coward <laughs> show for babies. <laughs> like, uh, and like, obviously, you know, yes, Agumon is obviously going to come back in this, but like, it's just better. <laughs> uh, undoing it, like, the same episode it happens is, is shitty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, we've seen a Digimon be revived and like, come back before, right? With, uh, with Hawkmon, or not Hawkmon, Beomon and Aquilamon, Garudamon. Like, we saw like, the danger that provided. So it's like, now we have like, a firm of like, like a firm knowing of oh could this happen to Ag- could agumon just straight up go berserk and just start tearing stuff up again and not know anything yeah yeah definitely definitely um there's layers to this speaking of layers i'm not sure how to feel about karada becoming um base emperor god king yeah so in my notes uh, this was an impulsive uh, this was a, you know my my immediate reaction and thinking about it i'm like okay but i did i did i basically put in quotes i said i've decided to become a lot more generic <laughs> uh, which is kind of how what my immediate thoughts were when uh, when he starts talking about his plan but here's where i'm at with this i don't think i've ever given a shit about karada because of what he's doing or what his ambitions are I've enjoyed Karada because of how he goes about business, and I think this I think his motivations. That, so his mo- yeah, his motivations are more interesting than his plan, and his motivations haven't changed. I don't even think it's his motivations or or his plan that I find interesting. It's all the approach. It's all the execution. Like he is his, his constant scheming, his attitude, his like the you know constantly finding new depths to sink to. The obvious, the dub performance obviously goes a long way as well. I'm not so much interested in his in his motivations, you know, why he does things, what he's actually looking to do. I just like the way he goes about it. So, and this right. does, this I think, undermine. That. I don't know. I feel like the the motivation being purely uh, bigotry is is more interesting to me than if it had been, you know, like the the hypno style, like pragmatic, like oh, this you know, this this is a threat to to people. We need to take them out. The fact that he doesn't actually give a shit, like the fact that regardless of of what the truth is, he wants to sow, you know, distrust and hatred of Digimon for his own personal reasons. That is what makes him so interesting to me is because yeah. it it feels more true to life as, you know, an imperialist villain. There is no good reason for, for why he, you know, why he hates Digimon or why he believes that they all should all die or whatever mm. he he just hates them he, yeah like he he is just a bigot so so that's why i think i'm at like it, my initial reaction was i think because he's spelling it out loud he's like literally saying out loud i want to take over the world that because he said it out loud it draws attention to it but it's this is i feel like this is the level he's been on the whole time so it's it's actually okay without a thought about it i'm actually okay with it like yeah he's been on this level the whole time this is no different like he in the plot he is literally shifting he's saying okay i've shifted my focus once i found belfamon i shifted my focus from just eliminating digimon to you know being the ruler of these worlds and having the digital digital world at my disposal until you know i see see or see fit to get rid of it so until he gets bored basically yeah or or you know offended by it enough or whatever like if this is yeah he's definitely this is very consistent with how he's been so far but the focus with karada karata up until this point I, I i think has mostly been on the way he goes about business rather than like actually why he's doing these things because 
why he's doing these things. He, yeah, like I say, Nina, he hates Digimon. That's that's literally all there is to it. And obviously, you know, he's also clearly on a power trip. So that that is that is fine. But that's a fine villain to have. Like, I don't need every villain to be redeemed. I don't need every villain to be, you know, uh, misguided or whatever like this. You know, yeah. it's very... But you also don't need every villain to just be... Ah, I want to take over the world. No, exactly. I, I, and I think... And I, th- I think... But yeah, like, I think Karate hits a good balance here. Yeah, him saying it out loud draws attention to it. And that is, I think, fairly generic, that he wants to take over the world. And it's also somewhat generic that he's got this... Uh, Karate is a guy who has operated mostly with, like, you know, essentially his own inventions and sort of, like, these, like, things which are clearly... You know, the, the Gizmon, for example, are clearly, like, cursed, essentially. They're, they're Digimon, but, like, he made them, and they clearly don't have their they're, own they're drones. sentience or whatever. Yeah, so, uh, not I would say sentience, but I, I mean another thing. Sapiens. Sapiens. Sapiens, there we go. But, um, but like, and this, and now, now Karada's like, oh, by the way, I've got the devil in my basement. Like, you know. Go, baby, go, baby. Th- th- which is a bit like, okay, um, sure. But I don't think, again, I don't... I don't think it's actually um, dimming him down or dumbing him down or anything like yeah. that. So I, they I, call I just me Belfamon sleep mode because I'm the goat, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm always sleep. I I just think that it's it's it it's it's continuing the through line of his character, which is that he he is a bigot. He feels entitled to the land and the culture and the mythology of the people he's trying to genocide. Like right. He literally, you know, kidnapped a a being that they hold in, in, you know, terrified reverence and decided that he, a human who hates Digimon, would use this Digimon in the most hypocritical fashion ever to, yeah. to you know, conquer them. Yeah. And, and I think that's what makes it even better. Yeah, that, that makes him go full circle from, from genocidal to just, like, imperialist. Like yeah. he he feels entitled to everything that did the Digimon have, despite the fact that he openly hates and despises them, and that to me is so much more fascinating. The fact that he he isn't even acknowledging the hypocrisy of someone who you know hates Digimon so much that he pretends to be allergic to them to make them feel more uncomfortable around him, um, is you know is going to use this huge you know powerful Digimon. To, to try and, and make a power play. Um, I love that. I think I think that's that's very, you know, true to life. Like historically, yeah. most, you know, in genocidal or imperialist people do do that kind of thing. Like, they do feel like they're entitled to the, the land and culture of the people they hate. Like, look at yeah. how much, you know, America has stolen from indigenous people or from, you know, uh, Mexican people or whatever. Like, they, it's what imperialist, you know... It's, uh, institutions do they roll in they wipe out any people that they find distasteful and they pick and choose parts of their their culture and their you know their being to, yeah. to strip away for their own benefit there's literally stuff happening right now that is that exact thing of what is going on of taking uh land taking resources but not caring about the damage they're doing to it yeah and like free palestine by the way free palestine yeah Absolutely. Fuck that shit. Absolutely. Like, holy, holy shit. I, yeah, let's, let's, I don't know. Yeah, let's, yeah, it's, it goes around. I don't want to linger on it too much. Yeah, or I don't no, want to exactly. like be like, yeah. like yeah. be a, make a fire about it. But like seeing these episodes and seeing like what um, Karada is doing, how he's acting, it is very much in line of like, 
Yeah. Yeah, like this is this is literally stuff that we are experiencing in real time from politicians if, yeah. if you're, being given unlimited power and access to weaponry and whatnot to uncaring about citizens who are being killed even in like their homeland. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're a Zionist or even like a centrist, like just fuck right off. Like we don't we don't want you listening. To we us. don't want you here. You don't deserve to listen to the the premiere rewatch experience of Digimon. But um, Agumon yeah, would like, never be your friend. One one could liken Kurata to like the you know the the Crusaders and the Crusades. Like he is yeah. he is wiping out people in the name of you know xenophobia and fear. But he's gonna take their land and their stuff while while he's at it. Yeah, I mean like. From the very beginning, it feels like that's what they sort of built him up to, of, like, how he is sort of, like, going about it. Like, I, I could have sworn, like, we probably, I want to say, like, they mentioned it, like, in an episode, but, like, it's probably, it was probably us talking about it. But, like, yeah, like, that's exactly what he is. Yeah, and, like, it's definitely not a coincidence that a lot of the, there's been a lot of, like, very intentional imagery in, in this season. Like, the, a lot of the, the, the Digimon and, like, Keenan and Marukimon especially are very indigenous coded. Yeah. Um, the, the sacred city Eldoradimon literally based on Eldorado. Yeah, and it, it's its destruction is the, it represents the turning point um, at which human opinion turns against uh, the Digimon. Um, you know, there's there's definitely some imagery in Shine Greymon and Mirage Galgamon, like the two mega levels of the two main characters. Um, designs invoking like knighthood or like you know suits of armor. Yeah. Um, I mean, like yeah. Mirage Galgamon, like literally has a crest on him, right? Yeah, like there, there is a lot you could unpack with the the imagery of this show, and I don't want to like take up too much time right now because I'm, you know, we're already going <laughs> over time on ju- what's what's just covering two episodes. Um, but I think it's it's something very I'm very interested in talking about. Yeah. Um, when we get to the the series recap at the end. Yeah. I mean, we're at one hour fifty-five recording. What am I gonna do, right? Haha, good one. Me writing. <laughs> yeah, I just uh. think that like, um, I am kind of miffed at some of the nuance the dub scrubs away from this episode as well. Um, it kind of misunderstands the conflict between Marcus and Bancho Leomon. Uh, in the sub, Marcus is is consciously trying to do better, um, but he's fighting a battle against his his impulsive like his impulses like his his uh knee-jerk reactions to to stuff and that's what that's why Bancho Leon is disappointed is that he he understands that you know he caused Agumon's death and that you know he's trying to be better but he still jumps at the chance to you know smack Thomas around and it shows a fundamental misunderstanding of his role in all this he's still blaming Tom holding Thomas responsible where sure you know maybe you know, the Thomas you know was the impetus for the circumstances that led to this, but you were the reason why it, it tipped over from being, you know, something that you could walk away from to something where, you know, that's going to have lasting consequences for you and your and your best friend. But um maybe we should have killed Thomas. I'm yeah, and the, the dub the dub does the opposite. It makes Marcus angrier during these scenes. It has him yell at Megumi and like And and his mom being like, Don't his you mom. ever bring up his don't you ever speak his name in my secret shack? Yeah, and it it, it and so it makes Bonchaliamon's dressing down of him feel deserved. Whereas in the original, it's it's meant to seem come across as more harsh. That Bonchaliamon is is giving him like a cold dose of truth, but he's not being mean about it. He's saying you're so close, but you're not quite getting it yet. Whereas in the dub, it's you suck. You're a loser. I wish you were never born. 
<laughs> like Sarah, what happened during the pregnancy that he got like this? Yeah, it, it is it is way too rude and way too in your face for the type of mentor character that Boncho Leomon is meant to be. I just want to say um, Boncho Leomon's lines, if you'll both uh, um, indulge me. Sure, go for it. He says, your fighting stance stinks. You certainly didn't inherit from your father, that's for sure. You cannot begin to compare yourself to him in any way whatsoever. How he managed to produce an offspring like you will be a mystery to me forever. Read him for filth. <laughs> Yeah. Like, the degree of which, like, not only is that reading him for filth, but then also hitting Sarah, who was right there, and being like, this is your fault too, lady. Like, sheesh. I like, um, that. Um, I, I feel like it's, like, such an off-guard, like, out of, um, out of left, left field, field comment. Yeah, yeah, there we go, thank you. Uh, out of left field comment. But, like, they're just chatting about Marcus being like, oh, I'm just gonna go and, like, you know, fight thomas and whatever and then <laughs> and then it's like let it out the way and then banjo liam was just like oh, your fight stance sticks <laughs> your fighting stance it's... stinks like oh, uh, what what and, and then yeah he just goes he just goes all in on him like it's very actually out of pocket behavior it's funny he's like he's completely just flipped the conversation to be like well okay let's if you're not gonna listen to me let's let's roast you instead <laughs> yeah so so yeah i like the the line like your fighting stance stinks in the japanese version was suguru's fists shone a thousand times brighter than yours that's such a sick line yeah like it's 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 not calling him bad it's just saying your dad was better and you can be better your dad is so much cooler than you you dork uh i i do want to also bring up um another line um, that kind of baffled me, and I, I guess I am curious about the sub and dub differences of um, uh, Karada, you know, explains his plan, explains the goat baby. He's like, I have the most powerful weapon. And then Thomas says, I finally understand now why you put so much effort into destroying Digimon, so you can gather all their life force energy, and your plan is to annihilate the digital world. And it's like, Tom, like Thomas, Galmon is literally right here. Why are you acting so chill about this? Like... Yeah, it's he is he is definitely not as as openly gung ho in this sub. Like I, I wrote I wrote that line down in particular. Thank um, you, he, thank you for he, telling me this because I was like going mad, being like Thomas, yeah. can he say that? Yeah. So what Thomas says in the in the sub is he just he's observing. It's like oh, so the reason you collected all the Digimon's life energy was to revive this Belthamon being, and then um and then he says uh. It's like he's asking him. He says, oh, "Is your next is your next step to annihilate all Digimon?" And that's when Karate says, "Well, that's what I had in mind at first. Right? Because like I don't know if it's like it might just be the performance. And I I think uh, Crispin Freeman does a pretty good job as Thomas overall. But like he sounds like very bright and curious when asking this or like when saying these things. Uh, like that makes it sound like approving of it. Yeah, like, he's it's like going along with it. And I'm just it's, like, it's yeah, it's more solid snake esque in the in the sub where he's just kind of repeating what Karad is saying. Like like he's he's kind of in disbelief of it. Goat baby. But I also don't like how the, the dub makes it sound like Karada's plan all along was to mm-hmm. was to feed this energy to Belfamon, where the Gizmon like there is an episode I think when they first return to the digital world uh and see the biohybrids for the first time, that's when the first Gizmon shows up with like the little data vacuum. Right. Up until that point, they don't have them. So that marks the turning point where he finds Belphamon and decides to start doing this. Yeah. But the way that he says it, 
where Thomas is like, uh, as Thomas says in the dub, I finally understand why you put so much effort into destroying Digimon so that you could gather up all their life force and feed it to Belphamon. It's like, no, that wasn't his plan. Like, he was just a genocidal maniac. Like, did you hear him talk about how he, like, uh, sacked, ransacked this ziggurat? Which, first of all, thank you for saying the word ziggurat. That's such a good word. I love (laughs) ziggurats. Uh, but yeah, it's like, bro, like, weren't you listening to the story of this evil man talking about how he was ransacking the ziggurat and found the goat baby? Yeah, it's it, it's a weird fumble because it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it was necessary. I guess. Yeah, like the the main thing for me is like there's a lot of like in the performance and whatnot, and like these little lines that just make Thomas sound very gung ho about teaming up with um Karada as opposed to like being forced. Like it makes it feel like like Thomas has drank the Kool Aid kind of like you know that he's that he's kind of like yeah I can be on board with this Digimon genocide thing. That sounds neat. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Sarah, though. I think this might have been last episode and I forgot to bring it up. But uh, she talks about, like, even criminals have to end. And they're like, you're aiding and abetting a criminal, mom. And she's like, I know. It's like, yo, Sarah, let's go. We love yeah. a mom who aids and abets criminals and realize that they also have basic human rights <laughs> and needs. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like I've, I've said my piece on this episode. I think both of these episodes are fantastic narratively, thematically. And like for what they do to the like their their place in the overall mythos of of savers or data squad is is fantastic. I just wish that some of the 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 cool you know sharp edges of this of this metal fusion Beyblade didn't get dulled down by the dubs <laughs> sandpaper. I thought we were keeping in that Beyblade joke. <laughs> now I you're gonna have myself. no context because I might I just delete that. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> you're you're so real for that. Um, man, I I, I do want to say though. Um. I think it's very intense how, like, all in Thomas goes in on trying to kill Kanan. <laughs> like, he's destroying buildings. Like, it, I understand it's nighttime, so there's probably no one in there. But, like, there could be a janitor in there, who knows, that, like, got sliced up. I, but it's, like, I like to all hope the way that to... the cities. I like to hope that the city's still been evacuated, um, you know, after the um, El Tradimon incident. I mean, because, we can hope. Because otherwise, these next few episodes have a fucking huge body count. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, we saw in the last episode, like... Shine Greymon is, like, blowing up the oil refineries again type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, I saw, like, a set of oil refineries, and I'm like, no, not the oil refineries! <laughs> it keeps happening. I'm uh, a- but, no, yeah, I'm like, even the way, like, he just, like, is like, okay, dunk him into the water and kill him, Mirage Galgamon is like, holy! <laughs> um, I have some, um, thoughts about yeah, the Mirage Galgamon stuff is interesting because just yeah, the sheer like the sheer level of like loyalty that Galgamon's showing, and yeah, the continued like I'm just following orders stuff. And there's a great exchange in here when where yeah, Mirage Galgamon does say something to the effect of like you know I will follow my master anywhere, and or you know if uh, you know I stand by my master. They talk so, about like Thomas so, is like yeah, sorry, Keen is your friend. Thomas is the only friend I care about. I must do what he says. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, that's I, in the dub, which I <clears throat> I took note of because yeah, and yeah, so yeah, the the he said something to that effect, and then Kuromon just turns around, or is it Kuromon or Peckmon? One of them, and Kuromon just turns around uh, and goes Yadagaromon. Yeah, Yadagaromon. We call him Kuromon in this house. Yeah, <laughs> Yadagaromon just turns around and goes, 
your master is wrong. <laughs> which, I, which I thought was just really funny. But like, yes, you should say that because he is wrong. It's like nice. Yeah, literally. It's nice that like, it, sometimes it's really nice when the Digimon just say like the thing that you sh- they should obviously your say. Your partner is stupid. Yeah, your partner is stupid and he's being, he's wrong and he's a freak. <laughs> like, he's... Literally, Thomas is, is being know. a freak in these episodes. Let him know, yeah. Yeah, so one thing I like in this episode is that it it feels like Mirage Galgamon is getting increasingly frustrated about having to defend this position as the episode goes on. Like, Chromon keeps interrogating him, like, are you sure that you that you want this? Like, is this really what, um, is this really what, like, something you agree with? Or is this just what Thomas is telling you to do? And he starts off by trying to argue with it. But by the like by the end of the episode, when Chromon's saying like, "Do you call yourself a Digimon when you're standing with our like oppressor and whatever?" He just starts saying, "Shut up, shut up, shut up!" Like he just start he just doesn't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Hit him with the Urasai. Yeah, like he he starts he starts just saying like, "I'm done talking," and like, "Don't like you know, shut up and whatever." It's it's good. Like it shows that like he actually doesn't have you yeah. know a um a you know any justification for this he really is just you know going along with it because thomas is telling him to and that he he thinks because thomas knows best this must be the best thing the best uh, course of action right yeah. like i'm not gonna lie when uh thomas was like call off the gizmo i'm like i'll handle this i thought like it was gonna be a fake out like i'm not like i thought he's gonna be like don't worry like okay keenan we'll pretend to fight but you get back to the others and like let them know but like no like he was he wanted to kill that baby child <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting, and yeah, and, and, and as I said earlier about, I hope they go somewhere, and I, I trust that they they may well go somewhere with this. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing what happens with Galmon and his continued, uh, you know, I'm interested in poke at that part of his of his character because uh, yeah, we, because we haven't really had a lot of potential. Definitely, we have, we haven't really had much Galmon like stuff yet, so it would be nice to it would be nice to see. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like, like this, ep- these episodes really take in like the whole thing of like Galmont is like the sir, yes sir, like that's what he's known for. Like even in the last episode where um, Relena's like, "Will you be my friend, Galmont? Because you're like a real puppy, haha." And he's like all like unsure. He's like, "What? What do I?" He's looking at Thomas like, "What do I do?" And he's like, "No, yeah, you can be your friend." He's like, "Oh yeah, like that would be great." Like he is like so. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like he will, he will like essentially uh, give up to every one of Thomas's like commands, basically, because like that's what he's known. So like it's very interesting to see like how this has been going up to the end of this episode, where he like yeah he does say like shut up, like stop talking to me, like I'm doing this because I have to do what he says type of thing. But like even then, you see like the cracks are starting to form. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, I hope it goes somewhere, because right now Gal- Galgamon just looks like an idiot, so... Right now, ACAB includes Galmon. <laughs> um, I don't know how he cracked... Uh, how Keenan cracked the armor with a wooden boomerang. His boomerang should have, like, shattered into cool. a million pieces. Even... Rule of cool. If we give rule of cool to the Geo Greysword, we have to give it to Keenan being super cool this episode. I... Okay, this might be a bit controversial. Boomerangs aren't cool. Like boomerangs are kind of cool. I mean, there are some boomerangs which are cool, and and generally, I think it's often ones from Zelda games. But even even out of those, like you know, actually, Zelda's a great point. In Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, I never want to use boomerang, like I ever. Like they are not good. 
Sorry, that's just my that's my hot that's my hot take that's my hot take for this episode. So uh, counterpoint: the boomerang is the size of Keenan, and he uses it to like like hit people with. <laughs> I like that it's this. He's not. He's he's barely throwing it. He's using it as a melee weapon. He's using it to crack <laughs> Thomas's skull. I do like that it's the, it's, it's the size of his like torso, <laughs> but yeah, if, if if not bigger. But yeah, I am um, I am a bit like eh, about that, but. Whatever, it, yeah. Rule of cool, sure. Whatever, yeah. I, I think Mirage, I just like Mirage Galgamon, and I'm like, what if you don't want to see him get a boo boo? Um, no, I just, I just think he probably it shouldn't be that easy. I, I know that it took, I know that he took damage already and all that, but um, does he have Chrome Digizoid? We have to look this up. Like, why, don't, why don't they have Chromon just like shoot it or something? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. So, <laughs> um, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my takeaways from this um and oh it is he is cr- uh, clad in chrome digizoid armor so you're right this yeah. breaks canon we had to kill keenan after all he knew too much he's chromed up yeah he broke kayfabe i like because there's that see after that happens there's uh, you have thomas saying like uh no one um was it we, we can't we basically say like we can't let him live he's seen too much uh, but like I forget the exact line that he used but it's something to that effect but for me uh, for a minute I, for a second I was like wait does he mean like that people can do that to Mirage Galgamon <laughs> like <laughs> like we can't let them know you can hit hit him with a stick and destroy his armor <laughs> um, his, but yeah his one weakness sticks yes <laughs> it would give Marcus way too many ideas <laughs> Exactly, exactly, yeah. You'd be like, that means I can hit Mirage Galgamon with my fist. Marcus just shows up with a kendo stick and, and then it's all over. Oh, that'd be so sick. <laughs> the Gia Grey Sword, just a kendo stick instead. <laughs> that's, steal- that's stealing Cody Heat of Valor from Zero Two. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're so right. Um, So, if you wouldn't mind me being a little bit indulgent for a moment, both of you, we we are one core away from finishing this series now. We have We have 12 episodes left. <gasps> Um, yeah, we're we're two, three three fourths, two thirds of the way through. Yes. So what what are your what are your thoughts so far? Give me give me your give me your 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 onions. Um, uh, Tom, you go first. It, it's great. It's it's like it's great, and it's also distinct. Like it's it's I enjoy adventure a lot. I enjoy uh, uh, tamers a lot, and I enjoy them both for very different reasons from one another. Savers is like very different in its own way as well like it has i think it plays a well with the like the serialization that made my favorite parts of adventure and basically all of tamers like really solid you know really good and make that works work really well it has its own sense of humor it has its own um you know tone characters and and i and obviously the look is different between the two shows as well uh between the three shows as well i really like what i've watched so far i think the villain karate is obviously the standout and is obviously the highlight of this because where you had like very sort of enjoyable but one note villains in adventure and you had no you know, a lot of the villains in Tamers were misunderstood, or you know they were, the, the, and and the uh, in the end it turned out to be more of an unknowable force than an actual villain. This is, uh, you know, for the time being, Karate is very again distinct in his own way, and it's a re- it makes for a it makes for a different show, and it makes for a really enjoyable one. I like the core cast; I think they're great. Um, the only issues that I've had with it really come from a lot of those dubbing errors issues, and. A lot of those I've been able to skirt over 
during watching the show, but I can clearly see how it would have been even better. Uh, and it does make me want to go back and watch Savers proper at some point. Although, obviously, it will. Yeah, I, I would yeah. highly recommend it if you're if you're enjoying it. I think you will. You'll be you know, you'll, you'll miss the music and you'll miss the the English dub, but you you will enjoy the story a lot more. I feel. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely it's something I'd like to do, but like it's definitely yeah. Finish up here first, and then in the future maybe we'll 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 do it. But yeah, yeah, on somewhere on the horizon. Exactly, exactly. So. Um, but yeah, that's that's my kind of thoughts so far, and I'm excited to see where it goes, especially knowing like you know roughly what's going to happen in the future. So yeah, um, oh not not knowing what's going to happen, but like you know knowing who shows up. So yeah, yeah. I think, uh, and if you don't mind me going from here, Tom, um, that's like the the big thing for me is like I I know where things are going. Like I knew I knew about Goat Baby, of course, because I mean they, but even before I knew about like Goat Babies was going to be a thing. I know about, like, who we're going to see in the future. But I didn't know how... Like, I knew about Vanessa Leomon. I didn't know how these uh, characters tie into things. Which is where... Which is what it's become so fascinating. Because, like, they're not playing it super straight so far as to everything. Like, Goat Baby isn't just like, Ah, like, I'm I'm Goat Baby. I'm evil. Like, obviously, we're going to see something... Karada has something up his sleeve, clearly, when it comes to waking up the Goat Baby. Uh, I, I didn't look at the, the preview for next week, so if it, if it said something in the preview, uh, I don't know that. Uh, all I know is that like, it, it does wake up in the, in the next episode. Uh, but yeah, like I think Karada and Brian Palermo are like the big standouts. Like, just overall, like, we've said it a ton, but Karada's just general horrible wretchedness is a treat to watch in, like, the best and worst ways. Like, it's like, he is the villain you love to hate. Like, like I want to see him get run over type of deal. But I enjoy him so much because of how awful he is. Like, if it was just, like, um... Like, just, like, if he was just, like, oh, I want to rule the world, I want to destroy the world, whatever, then I wouldn't care. But it is the, the very clinical, detached way that he acts with regards to Digimon, as well as, like, a killer voice performance and, like, his lines of, like... We talked about, it, like, again, like, the whole, like... They don't, we can't say kill in this this dub, like adding to that nature for him, like does a lot of work. Um, I love the, I really enjoy the main trio, but I especially enjoy like the main three Digimon, like the way they, the ways they've interacted. Like a, like a big part for me was like say like the little prison break or um, the hopscotch scene. Like I just get a kick out of that. Like I yeah, love- and I I love it when when Mirage Galgamon shows up uh, last episode. Shangri One's like happy to see him. He's like, oh, yeah. Mirage you're here. Yeah, like, like I, I enjoy seeing the relationship between Digimon because we don't always get to see that. Like, we get it sometimes, but like, we don't get a ton of it. Like, I feel like we should in a way. Uh, so it's it's really nice. Um, I've enjoyed like a lot of the concepts they've introduced. Like, I think the bio hybrids are really cool. Like, they they whip. Uh, a part of me was kind of like, eh, like, just about, like, oh, no, like, this is Digimon, like, Men in Black. Like, uh, like, how how is this going to be? But, like, they kind of uh, veered away from that very quickly, <laughs> and I think for the best, because it's like, oh, like, this is what it's going to be. But, like, they they clearly have such a clear narrative in mind that they just, they just, they, they just went for it. And I, I really like that. I really appreciate that. Um, Again, I think the dub performances are great. I definitely do want to watch the sub at some point, because it's like... Yeah, um, the the dub has a lot of problems that, like, you've talked about. And while they haven't been problems that are, like, deal-breakers for me, like, in the way that, say, uh, for Zero Two, Daisuke and Davis are just two different characters type of deal, like, 
or like the the Leomon Jerry stuff in Tamers. Like, it's still enough where I'm like, I want to see like the original vision. Um, for sure, yeah, and I, I hope that you do get to experience it someday, and that it's not filtered through my whining because <laughs> I no, truly I, do love I, the show. I enjoy. I, no, it's that's not whining. Get out. No self deprecation. If I'm not allowed to, y'all ain't allowed to. Um, like yeah, there's been a, one of my favorite things about the show has been there's been a lot of surprises because I've seen every show that we've covered up to this, and so it's like uh like there are things like I didn't remember that I watched and I was like oh like oh neat or oh uh but like this is like surprise after surprise after surprise once this show like kicked into gear like in like the, like what like episode twelve or thirteen or something like whenever Marukimon showed up like it just hasn't stopped and I think that's been like really great like we've kept going. And we've just been going, like, these really intense ups and downs that have just been a joy to watch. Whether it's, like, oh, like, Agumon died. Holy cow. Like, who expected that to happen? Or, like, oh, sick. These sick battles against the biohybrids in their mega forms. Like, this should... I, I, I say, like, every week after I watch the, the episodes, I'm like, man, like, y'all need to watch Digimon Data Sayer Squad because it is just such a trip it is so good uh, i'm just imagining since the beginning of this episode every single time we say digimon data save squad mean it's just like it's like that episode of the simpsons where homer, <laughs> homer's face just goes red and then uh, and then i need to she grips the gun at her screen just a little tighter yeah. <laughs> the, 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 there's like marks in the chair get even deeper uh <laughs> um but no yeah, it's really good so far. So um, yes, uh, I uh, yeah. I am glad. And thank God, because I, I I hate to go on about it, but no, we really did what watch. We're here for. We really did watch a whole season of the worst fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So um, it's funny. I was talking to uh, uh, Amy, one of our listeners, and she was like, "Yeah, like uh, even in the, even in the sub, like Frontier is just the absolute worst." And I'm like, "I can believe that. Yeah, that sounds right." Like, I don't mean it. You didn't even watch the sub for Frontier, right? You just watched no, the dub. No, fuck, fuck that. I'm not watching yeah. that show twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, like, we really did just go through, like, the, the worst Digimon show imaginable. And now, like, we're yeah. being treated to peak. Imagine, like, like, obviously, like, there's issues with Data Saver Squad. But this show is pretty peak. Like, I am getting a kick out of these episodes. I, I find it a funny notion to be like, what if Frontier was that bad just in the dub? Like, what if it was, like, a good show in this sub and somehow it ended up getting that bad just via the dub? I don't even know how that would be possible, but <laughs> just just the, just the notion there. How would you even improve uh, Frontier? I don't think you can. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one that's it's very, like, it's, I've seen enough people say, we fixed Sonic 06, and I'm like, no, you haven't. No, you did. No. It's perfect as no, it. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Sonic 06, but it is the best Sonic. No, it's not. Shut up. You, you, are, you are 15 years old and you need to touch grass. Just enjoy that Sonic 06 is a very broken, bad, but bad, uh, affectionate speedrunning game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty- when, you, when you get rid of all notions of it being just a, a, a game to enjoy casually, it's a great game. I'm just going to be real. It's, That's my hot take. It's, it's, it's a. Um... It's one of these things where it's like it's produced a lot of great net plays um, and 
that's all you need. You know, you enjoy it. Shout out to the little Red Supreme, um Let's Play, where they get to the Shadow credit song and they just start losing it because of yes. like it just being like most edge rock thing imaginable. Yeah, that, that's that's great. The, 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 so funny. The old Pokechamp one is it was was a lot of fun. I haven't seen it in years, so can't say it was aged. You know how the internet is, but um, but yeah, probably pretty poorly, all things considered. Um, well, who knows? Um, I don't know anything about those guys nowadays. Um, the uh, and then yeah, um, it's been played by various people, and it's always a it's yeah. always a lot of fun to watch. Um, and and yeah, great game. <laughs> but no, Frontier is not the the O six of Digimon because yeah. you can't speed run Frontier and like make it fun. Yeah, I mean, like I enjoy recording the podcast with you both. Aww. With that said, with that being said, the frontier part. You're like, I, w- I wish we didn't do that for a season, though. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I enjoyed it more when we were covering other series, <laughs> other seasons yeah, of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you know, but it was like a, it was like a shared trauma, and that was you know that's it's good to it's it brought us closer together, I think. So we there we, go. <laughs> we have we have shared trauma now forever. Like we're we're. We're gonna like just like recount this in like the old folks' home. Like, remember yes. when we watched uh, Data Say or not Data? My bad. When we watched Frontier and it was the worst thing ever. We're all gonna be like nodding, and like one of us is gonna be like, "Who are you again?" Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, what are we doing here? Do we have any? Uh, shall, shall we? Shall we? Emails. There we go. Emails. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we we do have one email today. Hooray! So this email comes in from um, Speak of the Devil and She Shall Appear Before You, Amy. Um, it is titled Savers 31 to 33 Late Email, My Bad. I um, mean, we haven't even put that episode out as of recording yet. It's literally not your bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this says, um, hey gamers, it's me, Amy. I'm going to try that write an email as I watch approach and see how this goes. So this from here on, it'll all be... Stream of consciousness thoughts. <laughs> um, just keep that in mind. The Novacast experience. Why do they make Nanami so hot? Did they know they were doing that when they gave her all this serpent imagery? They literally True. spent an entire episode making Nanami the serpent of Thomas's Eve, offering him a world beyond what he can imagine while being a literal snake with her tits out. Why True. did they make Nanami's big evolution be hot lady in stockings? They didn't abandon her snake theming. It's like core to a character in a way that I wasn't exactly literate enough to see when I watched this at age 12 or whatever. Sorry, I just think the snake lady is so fucking cool. Did you notice True. that when she got the shit beaten out of her, she dropped a digi-egg? Girl got hurt so bad, she got split in two. I think it's fun that they never actually explained that, by the way. Like, this is me editorializing. Um, after all the biohybrids are defeated, you see them split into a human and an egg. And ostensibly, the egg is just all the Digimon data that Karata put into them. You ever but never, hit so hard your eggs fall out? But it never says that. It never, like, draws attention to it. I just think it's a bit of neat world-building. Uh, alright, continuing on. Oh, Ivan, sweetie. I don't know how to tell you this, but she's, like, lesbian married to that flower. Okay, maybe we can forgive <laughs> Rosamond being only, like, eight feet tall, because there are some truly homosexual shots in episode 32 that wouldn't be possible without it. She's even holding Rosamond's hips at one point. What? Lesbian what? Lesbianism aside, this episode is actually so fucking good in that it forms one of the show's major anti-cop and military through lines. It acknowledges the way systems, or in this way Karada, coerce people into committing atrocities. If you look all the way back to episode 1, this is even the case for Marcus and Agumon. Neither of them would have ever been uh, DAS agents unless they were forced to do so. Episode 33 really continues what I was saying before. Karada controls the information disseminated to the public. 
he's created a propaganda machine to condone his genocide. To be quite honest, the deeper we get into this one, the more I remember that Savers is incredibly based. They made a Digimon show about how war is fucked up and bad. They showed this to kids. Kids need to see that this type of thing, that war is in fact bad. And that's the end of the email. This is really happening. <laughs> Shocking. Right now. <laughs> right now, right the fuck now. Right now. Yes. Man, um, yeah. uh, Amy, you're so real for everything about Nanami. I'm just going to yeah. say. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for this email and the... The very gay thoughts contained within it. <laughs> we love gay thoughts here on the Nova cast. At least two thirds of our cast uh, has gay thoughts. I'm not opposed to the. the <laughs> just to be clear. Usually I'm not opposed <laughs> to being part of the two thirds. And I was like, hey, good for you. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, yeah. You know, you know. We love you all the same, man. You know, I'm, you know I'm cool. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. No, that's a really good point of, like, being like, yeah, actually, like, a lot of this show is accidentally being like, here's why, like, the policing system is bad. Yeah. Here is why the government is dangerous. I like, I like that. Kojima wishes he could cook this hard. I'm just gonna say it. I lo- I, oh, war, war is bad. War never changes. I don't know. Or is that, uh, that's Fallout. This, this, this. Yeah, no, Metal Gear is war has changed. War has changed. <laughs> Well, maybe it has, but have you ever seen a, a Shine Greymon Ruin mode, Kojima? Checkmate. I think um, I think this show lacks a weird Joker Dante with a guitar, like, doing stuff. So, um, have you seen that Death Stranding 2 trailer? It's ridiculous. Like, You mean like that 30-minute thing they showed off after they showed off four other games that <laughs> got like two seconds each? Oh, God, I'm so glad I have a PlayStation. I'm go- okay, I'm just going to say, I'm going to pivot real quick. Um, That puppet is incredibly yeah. Richard Kind coded. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's true, actually. Yeah, I-, I love the puppet. I love the puppet, and I think the that is the most interesting. And also, I think the, the, the weird villain dude, who I guess was in the first game, but he looks call it here is is clearly the most interesting character troy baker tell me troy, this troy baker man has played in a shouldn't while. be voicing the puppet no yeah yeah richard Kahn's great yeah yeah, he's... yeah he should he should i don't care about all your cool hollywood connections kojima get this man to voice that puppet richard Kahn should voice a dad in digimon like he would be really good in, oh. in, in that role like i would i would love that yeah. <laughs> okay richard okay if we had to pick uh a, a a a already seen dad in Digimon for Richard Kind to, vo- to voice. Who would you, who would it be? Ooh, good question. Um, I was gonna say Takato's dad, but maybe not actually. That would that would be a pretty good one. I it, think it would it could work. Yeah, Takato's dad no, is a bit more not like the one stressed I would out. Pick, but the cur- the cursed option would be uh, John Yu. <laughs> because imagine all that trauma coming from it. Like, no, from that Jan- voice. Jan- Yu's, Jan Yu has like. Janu isn't goofy, I would say. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's the cursed option. Yeah, he, that would be that would be a bad ad- adaptation. That would be the Netflix version, um, <laughs> where they remove all the sexism and the conflict. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to Avatar. Um, God, I, I hate this world <laughs> we live in sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah that guy. That guy's cool. That guy's cool. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, I think, like, spot on with, like, all of this stuff about, like, the the last three episodes we watched. And I think that's, like, these little details that, like, make it so good. Like, that, like, you sort of, like, inspect afterwards, but then they click and you're like, oh, wait, like, they were really cooking with this. Yes. 
whether accidental or not, they were cooking. Yes, absolutely. So thank you for the email. That yeah, was... We love, yeah, we love listener mail, and we love hearing what people think. We do, and if you want to join, uh, you know, the, the legions of devoted fans we have sending us listener mail, you can send that right along to diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I-A-Novacast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can drop us a line on any social media, and we will uh, read it out, you know, provided it's appropriate. Do we have a Blueski uh, um, account yet? I, I haven't had the time to set it up yet, okay. but we will. We will. We will. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I, I'll draw. I was just curious. I, I legit didn't know. I was like, wait, am I not following like our, our Blue Sky account and I just don't know it? Do we? Are they, do they have video capabilities on Blue nope. Sky yet? Okay, so it'll be, it'll be a little while until we have one then. No, you <laughs> can't post our... You'd have to uh, like, post it as a YouTube video or something. Or yeah. That. We ain't doing that. I'm sorry, y'all. We ain't doing that. Yeah, I don't want to be there. Um... <laughs> For now, just email us. Email us is the easiest point. If we don't, if we don't want to interface with a, a um, the single biggest piece of evidence for the dead internet theory. True, true. Uh, and with that, Mina, what have you been up to, and where can we find you? Uh, I am on social media as uh, Minotaur or Mighty Minotaur. Um, just search for both. Um, you, you know, I'm pretty recognizable. <laughs> um, you'll be able to find me. Everyone, um, we always say that about you. I'm gonna keep this snappy because I've got I've got some um <laughs> some things I have, some commitments I have to see to after we're done recording. Uh, I finished Pluto, ten out of ten, Yay! incredible show. Um, I've since completing it, I've convinced two other people to pick it up, and they're loving it too. So take that as evidence. I am very smart and have great taste. Uh, you will love it too. Um, True. Do, do not hesitate from from getting into this as soon as you can. It's fantastic. Other than that. I've been playing more Digimon TCG. I just built a Leomon deck, which is surprisingly a lot more functional than I thought it would be. I built it as like a like a for for fun deck, and I ended up doing really well at locals that week, despite the fact that everyone was on like top tier bullshit. Nice. So it's it's been fun. I've been I've been enjoying uh, taking it up for a spin. Um, you know, just seeing seeing all the cool stuff that um, the boss monster heavy Leomon is capable of, especially. Um, I managed to grab uh, two alt art versions of the bon- the new Boncho Leomon card, um, which I'll link in the chat in just one second. Um, I love the the art this artist and the way he draws uh, Digimon. I think it is extremely cool. Uh, I have almost every deck I play. I run one of his uh, alt arts in it just because I I, I think the aesthetic is incredible. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, Oh, yeah. I saw this one when we played. Yeah, this is this sick. is ex five oh three four. Someone wants to look. If any uh, listeners want to look, look it up. But yeah, bunch of Yes, and I'm 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 really glad that they started including the the star next to the the code if it's a um alt art because it was it was hard to tell before sometimes. Uh, he also did the art for the heavy Leomon alt art, which I'll I'll bring up in just one second as well. It's still super cool. I don't think it's quite as striking as the Boncho Leomon, but I, I do love it still. Yeah, he that that Leomon is heavy. It sure is heavy. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun. I love this card game. Um, please keep your eyes peeled on you know our our socials or just like you know keep keep tuned in because we are we are planning some card game content as soon as um some other you know cogs fell into place. So. Hopefully yeah, we we're gonna be we're gonna both soon. be flying out to England to play in person with Tom. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Tom doesn't um, know about this yet, so don't tell him. Oh uh, well, 
yeah you, you yeah you might not have anywhere to stay so good luck with that i yeah i i also finished the curse uh great series last episode's going to be sticking with me for a very long time it goes it goes places i'm not so places scared I expected it to go but but certainly places it's great i i i it took me a little bit to percolate my thoughts on it but now that they have they have uh reached a boil i i am very happy with the way the show is uh overall um, I think having episode 9 be the narrative wrap-up and episode 10 be the thematic wrap-up was very smart. Uh, I love the the performances in this show. I think it's a huge shame that Emma Stone hasn't been, you know, recognized for her incredible top-class performance in this uh, series yet. Uh, check it out. If you if you have a good t- stomach for, for uncomfortable drama, check it out. There's I will say up front, there's like no gore or like no like jump scares or whatever in this series, despite the fact that people have just, you know, described it as a horror series. There's, um, there is male genitalia, though. There is male genitalia. Very yeah, small male genitalia. If, if, my, if the sight of micropenises upsets you, then yeah, stay away from this. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, it's great. Check it out. You'll love it. If you like any, if you like any of Nathan Fielder or Benny Safdie's previous work, like, you know, Uncut Gems, Nathan For You, their rehearsal, you will definitely love this. Um, please check it out. Uh, Tom, what have you been up to? Where can we find you? You can... Uh, I'm on Blue Skies Cold Man, if you look at me up there. Um, I have not been doing a great deal, um, but I have been replaying Nier Automata, which is a uh, very good video game, which I haven't played since I played it when it came out, back in 2017. Uh, since then, I've, of course, played through Nier Replicant, the remake. Um, but I... Yeah, I thought um, with the uh, I'm I'm going to the near concert, the orchestral concert uh, next weekend. So I am. Oh, I am very much looking forward to that. But I thought I haven't played Aut- Automata in a while. Obviously, I remember a fair bit of the music, like the uh, you know weight weight of the world and stuff. But I do a beautiful song. Yes, I do want to sort of recap the rest. every day's a sale. Oh, every sale's a win. I forgot. Ba, ba. I, I forgot about that, <laughs> so I, mean, I don't <laughs> think that will show up. But uh, maybe it will. I hope it does. Maybe it will. Um, so I, 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 I think it's going to lean probably a little more towards Automata, but I think it's going to be a decent split between uh, the two games. Um, you know, especially since since the Replicant remake came out. Um, so yeah, that's um, it's been really good replaying it. I'm about. I've just, I'm just coming up to the flooded city, like shooting bit. Uh, oh, that's a good bit. So yeah, that that's that's where I'm at right now. But it's hard to ignore side quests in this game because they're just so good. Like all the side quests are really good for the most part. Like you know, yeah, some of them are like a bit fetch questy and whatever. But generally speaking, it's like it's worth doing. You know, it's it's, it's just worth doing. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it quite a lot. So. Great game. Um, PC versions fine. You know, I I read some like grumbling about like originally, and they might, they probably patched it up a little bit since when it first came out. But yeah, I've uh, I'm enjoying that just fine uh, on there. So, um, but yeah, I will uh, uh, hopefully wrap up a playthrough of that. Um, I, I I doubt I'm going to get to ending E, um, but I will. You you know I will. Uh, try and uh yeah and then be ready for that so that's kind of my thing at the moment but 
But yeah, not doing a lot else, a uh, whole lot else. I do need to finish Pluto in it. Well, I need to go back to it, to be honest. Um, it's one of those things where I love the first episode and then haven't gone back and watched any more. D- don't ask me how my brain works. It does not, it does, <laughs> it does not work well. Um, no, you're very real for that. That's relatable. Just procrastinating all the things I like. Great, great job. <laughs> but um, I am. Uh, there is real life stuff going on as well, so uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm busy. But but yeah, it's uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll throw it over to you, Sloan. Where can we find you? And what have you been up to? You can find me at Sloan Rosette on the platform of your choosing, and in ninety nine percent of cases, if you don't see me there, or you see me there, but the posts aren't weird, then I'm there, or I'm not. It's I'm I'm places. I'm at most places. Um, um, is there is it true that there's there's perhaps a a videos game of yours that people could check out if they wanted to? There is in fact a videos space game of mine that you can check it out at sloanrosette.io slash daughters dash of dash the dash stars. Thank you, Mina, for letting me shill. Uh, I I love it when you shill. Thank you. I I'm trying to do new shill bits every time, so I'm I'm trying to keep it a little fresh. Uh, just like with my my dumb advertising on on social media websites, um, I started working on the the script for the next episode. I mean, uh, I, I saw that. It's very exciting. It's like it's like twenty words so far. Uh, I I went to eat dinner like after I started, and then I just didn't get back to it because it was like night at night or something. Hey, starting is the hardest part. True. Um. So yeah, I'm getting to that. What else have I been up to? Um, I've been playing Master Duel, man. Dog, I play. Um, I play. I've been playing some um, some Digica with Mina and with Amy and Who Boy. That game whips, even though I'm bad at it. And then I go to Master Duel, and I'm like, man, this sucks. Yeah, you're, I feel like you're gonna go the same trajectory as me. Or once once you get fully um ensconced into the realm of the Digimon card game, you'll be like, why did I ever put up with less than this? Yeah, the main thing for <laughs> me is that Master Duel just has the card that says. Uh, you will have no fun allowed, and that is Max C. The card that says, if you do anything, just and you don't have an out, just go jump off a cliff, you dang stupid idiot. <laughs> I think it's so it's so weird to me that not even Japan likes Max C. Like, I don't know why it's still around. Like, if you look at the Japanese responses to official Konami surveys, they don't want it either. <laughs> like, Tom, for reference, it seems Max like C only... is... I say an opponent activates it, they put it in their graveyard, it doesn't get... Like, it resolves. Anytime... Uh, you special summon, then your opponent gets to draw one card. Uh, okay. I don't know. Which is don't which know. is bad. Okay, that's bad. There's a lot of special summoning. I'll say. Okay, I don't know enough about Yu-Gi-Oh to, uh, yeah, have a have Basically, an It just, on it that. just means oh, if they activate, shit. if they if they successfully resolve that card, the, your turn is over. Like yeah. you can't meaningfully do anything. Oh. You you either do nothing, you oh. either stop there because you you didn't out it. Or you give your opponent, like, at least, like, four to five extra cards in their starting hand. So it's, like, the Marvel 3 effect, basically. Like, that's... The... Yeah, it's, like, it's like level 3 X-Factor. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's like that, um... Danger! You, you know that you know the, the bit where uh, Nova grabs the zero at the beginning and then the guy instantly pauses? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's literally max The guy instantly quits. <laughs> Closes the just, game. You just instantly go to character select because the, the, it's literally a game-winning card on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> So that's why I like DigiCub, because I'm bad at it. I'm very bad at it. Uh, I've lost a lot of matches against uh, Mina and Amy, but I, I do have fun. Mm, okay. That's because it, it never feels like you're fully out. Like, there's always something you can do to, you know, for, to rebuild your board or, like, formulate a game plan or whatever. As matches... they say, it's not over till it's over. It's Marvel, yeah. baby. 
Like, matches tend to actually last a decent amount of time uh, in the Digimon card game because there is actually, like, counterplay. Like, you're, you're, never, you're never fully out. Yeah. The counterplay isn't just I hit evenly match and no one has a good time because I win yeah. cards suck. Um, I've been, I've also, uh, been playing Wildermist still. A friend got me that. It's, like, that, um, that sort of, like, D&D tabletop, uh, procedurally generated event, like, type of, um, uh, RPG I talked about, uh, the other time. Uh, I'm really enjoying that. I beat a campaign, I think, like, the third campaign, and it was, like, like, the ending was an absolute blast. Like, if it ever goes on sale, I highly, re and you like, sort of, like, fantasy, um, RPGs, I would definitely recommend checking it out because... The writing is some of the best prose I've seen in games, honestly. Like, wow, that's high I, praise. I, I, I have a lot of appreciation for pr like good prose in games, like visual novels. Like, I'll say, like, um, in my opinion, Nine 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 is the best written game solely because of the the prose in it is just so strong and it, it evokes it truly such great is images. Amazing, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is this is definitely up there. So I've been enjoying that, and that's really what I've been up to. I started the curse with my brother in law and sister. Uh, we watched the first episode and then we were all just so uncomfortable at how stressful it was that we just turned <laughs> it off after. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, gonna, we're still going to get through it, but it was literally just like that first like whole thing was just like that first whole episode is like slowly building up more and more. And you're like, wait, there's how much left of this episode? But this is like, since this has already happened, like, how is there more? <laughs> oh dear. It's... It's, it's, man, Nathan Fielder, like, is on a whole other level of making things. <laughs> Affectionate and derogatory. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's really all it's been from me. So, next episode, uh, we might space this out a little bit because, you know, we just recorded, like, back to back to back. We got some episodes in the can. I mean, by the time this is out, like, we won't have episodes in the can. Probably we might. Who knows? Uh, next episode will be episodes 36 to 38, Goat Baby. Yes, sleep mode. The goat. Sleep mode is over, rage mode begins. Which, you know, that's that's the two that's the two planes of existence I think most people live Fall, in. Yeah, so. falling asleep on Sunday, waking up on Monday. Oh God. Monday, Monday mode. <laughs> he's, got a, Monday mode. he's got a bad case of the Mondays. <laughs> Blinky mode and Monday mode. Karata would make it Monday. That's that's exactly if he if he could just make it Monday for everyone, he would do like that's Except for him. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah, but his every day is Saturday for me now. His... But unfortunately, Marcus Damon, every day is gonna be Monday for you. I hope you enjoy your math test. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. Anyways, this has been our show. This is the Novacast, and thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone.